0: Hello everybody Back in the studio What's up Aaron? Yeah Back at the ATC studios Uh, Happy to be back Little hiatus from the studio Did a couple podcasts with my brother Jonathan If you missed those, check those out Nothing like hearing about A Jew's time in jail. (laughs) That should be a Lifetime movie. (laughs) My guest today, um, I think, is going to be Graham Elwood. But Graham is not here yet. Um, And I've known him for a long time, so instead of waiting for him, I thought I would try to shame him when he walked in. It's always fun to shame somebody, isn't it? Yeah. Right? It's like a good little... Because, and then, and then, but this song, how can you shame somebody? I heard a cover of the song this weekend. Yeah, I saw yeah, it. Yeah. So cool. I was um, in Lexington, Kentucky this week, guys. Me love me, yeah. I was in Lexington, Kentucky, and I was at this um, race. And by the way, we're on YouTube now, not on Daily Motion. So maybe I'll send that back out again on my tweetered. Um But, um, we, I was in Lexington, Kentucky. First of all, uh, amazing shows. Uh, the meth heads who came last night, thank you for the 30 minutes of material. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so crazy. They were both falling asleep, drunk, um, and then nodding. And, then, and one of them had to drive home is what they decided. You could hear them talking to each other. So the girl went out with the bathroom to get herself right and then said, I'm ready to drive now. And nobody stopped <laughs> them. <laughs> I saw a duck gangbang from my window of the hotel. You know, usually when I, my hotel views are shitty, um, and so this view was pretty nice. It was like a pond, and it was a really nice view. And then every morning when I opened my curtains, it was just a bunch of ducks fucking. <laughs> it was the craziest thing. And I've never seen ducks fuck before. Nor have I. No. Right? Yeah. That, no, I had never seen a duck fuck. Um, and that was interesting. Uh, I also was three seconds late when this family, apparently this woman and her mom and her daughter, nobody had ever told the woman that geese were not friendly. Oh. So yeah. it's there with the ducks and there's duckling. There's was like, listen, not kidding four different batches of ducklings in this one pond because there were fucking all of the time like i i mean i couldn't believe how many ducklings were around but there were also some geese and so this family's walking up and i can see it i'm eating some food and i'm like are those three women walking up to those geese and i was like oh fuck i gotta get my camera um which is weird isn't that the first reaction instead of me saying excuse me ladies they're not friendly I was like, oh, I got to get my camera. I mean, they're not
1: going to get hurt too bad. No,
0: and it's going to be a great video. Yeah. Because watching people who aren't that athletic kind of try to stumble backwards out of somewhere and fall backwards, always super funny. You've tried to warn people away from live live animals before, and it, it didn't stop them then. So. No, it didn't stop them then. I, I mean, listen, if you're going after a rhino, okay, so they start to walk towards him, and I'm I'm like, oh. Honestly, I'm like a news person in a dead sprint trying to get the scoop. And as I'm running and I'm getting my phone out, and uh, you can hear the mother going, Come here. No, it's okay, Janice. It's okay. They're just like ducks. And the mother's walking next to them. So it's mom, daughter, grandma. And <laughs> this goose just starts with the wings and comes right after him. And the little girl shrieks, Ah! as she should the mother picks her up and tries to back out of there falls over backwards the little girl didn't miss a beat stepped on her mom's chest stepped on her mom's face and just started running with the grandma the mother probably took two or three pecks to the shin thigh pelvic area before she could she got one must have got one good peck looked like it got her square in the asshole and (laughs) and off she went geese are like like swan too like they'll fuck you up yeah they don't they don't they don't like you to come around with your bread no. but the other thing i saw i went to a racetrack love 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 the racetrack uh, i lost every bet i made you know i also decided this weekend it, it, horse tracks are like vegas right so if you go and say $500 say you go to vegas and you go i'm willing to lose $500 if you lose that $500 if i if I go, okay, I'm willing to lose five hundred dollars, which I usually am not even willing to lose five hundred dollars. I have to tell you, I've never said that. yeah, A- and the reason is in order in order for me to win m- enough money to where I'd be happy to win it, I'd have to be willing to lose that amount of money and I'm just not. I'm just not. I- I'm just not. now, listen, I have to say that i that is completely false when it comes to gambling on football. for whatever reason, my limits on gambling on football are, out way past where they should be. But Vegas, the horse betting. So say it's like 200 bucks. So I went to the track and I was like, I'm willing to lose. I'm here. I'm not spending any money. I'm not drinking this weekend. I'm willing to lose $200 a track. But when you say that and you lose $200, isn't it weird that in your brain, you think you broke even? Do you know what I mean? Because you've already in your brain decided you were going to lose $200. Yeah, you've achieved your goal. You. So you're like... And that's when my wife was like, Beth's like, you lost $200? No, no, no I broke even. No. You lost $200. No, 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 no. I broke even because I was planning on losing that money. Isn't that weird also? Like, if I had been up $100, I wouldn't have left until I lost all 300 Like, I would have yeah. just kept betting. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I sometimes wonder if I have any an addictive like personality problem. Because I... I don't consider myself to be an addict, but I can't have one drink. And like, I have a hard time walking away from things. And I, my weed consumption is not to be trifled with. Like, it's not a, not, I'm, I'm thankfully back to edibles after my, I left edibles because of my diet. Um, And so now that little piece of edible is the one bit of sugar that I'm having. But I feel fucking great, dude. It's just an update on everybody with our one thing for those of you who don't know what one thing is, we challenged everybody for a month. And by the way, thank you everybody who did it and text, uh, texted and tweeted and put it on Facebook and Instagram to Jen and I. I talked to my friend Rundo this weekend. She said she did her one thing. She dropped two sizes in a month. Pat, I know Patty... Uh, I know you. You tweet me every day about your one thing, and you're doing great with it. A bunch of you other uh, folks are doing it too. Great job! Don't stop this month. Aaron went a month without sugar, without uh, uh, soda, and and I and and his a lot more water and a lot more water. And his face looks better. I I dropped about ten pounds. Dropped about ten pounds on that tiny little thing, Uh guys. You can do it. You can fucking do it. Um, It's so exciting, man. It too. It's truly the. It's truly. And Jen and I are trying to take it to the next level. I have to tell you I feel better about this than anything I've ever done and it's on a uh, on a tiny scale because um, you know I I'm I'm in a at a renaissance point in my own life. I decided this today. I'm in it like because I've always my comedy right now is uh I would say for me, I'm not talking about, I don't know what it's like for people watching, but for me, it's at a place where I'm so happy with it because I'm finally just being, I think I was always was me, but I, the last three or four months or five months, six months, I really turned a corner on with myself. I don't know what it is, man. Because I've always felt like I've I've been pretty honest about who I am, but it's like now it's like a completely different level of honesty and and zero fucks to give, and it feels great. And so the one thing I'm super happy about because I want people to enjoy their lives, you know. I forget who the smart person who told me is. The only thing you have control of is time, your time. That's what you have control of is your time. So it's up to you how you want to spend it. You want to spend it miserable? You want to spend it happy? And you can make those choices. You really can make those choices. Now, some things are obviously out of your control. But on a daily basis, when you're complaining or whining, you know, you don't live in Syria. Uh, You don't live in the Iraq. Uh, You don't live in most of Africa. You know what I mean? You don't live in uh, most of Russia. Okay, so you live... You won the lottery being born here. So fucking, listen, you get one ride. You get one ride, motherfuckers. One ride. How do you wanna spend that ride? You wanna spend that ride going up that slow hill the whole time? Geek, geek. Come on in, Graham. Uh, what's up, man? How you doing, buddy? It's good to see you. <laughs> Come sit do? down. It's Graham Elwood, everybody. Right here. You wanna spend that ride going up that fucking roller coaster the whole time? That slow. I'm telling everybody, you're an overwhelmingly positive person. <laughs> I'm telling everybody that they have one opera This is their one ride. How do you want to spend it? You, I, I was just saying, listen, the one thing you truly have control over is your time. Yes. It's up to you how you want to spend it. You want yeah. to be a miserable prick? You want to be fucking happy. Right. It really is. A large, a, a, a big part of it is up to you—not you, but you. No, it is up to me. Yeah, folks. It's, it's in my hands. So. Oh, and like Graham Elwood, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, the traffic. Blah blah blah. It's yeah, yeah, it's
2: okay. Um, you—you you know, you're absolutely right. It's funny. Like as I get older, I realize all those things your grandmother said were kind of true. Yes. You Except know,
0: besides about the Werthers, I don't like those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not a, not a. Fan. I mean, she was
2: like kind of racist, maybe those
0: things weren't true. <laughs> but, but it's just, my grandmother, my brother, who I who uh, the podcasters met a couple last couple weeks because I did a two part interview with him. He talked about being in jail and being Jewish in jail, which is not great. Um. So um. But uh. Heat. Not a lot of Jewish thugs? <laughs> no. The Mazel Gang does not, where they fucking throw s- s- Stars of David at you. Fucking like, up, <laughs> dreidel up, bitch. Like, what? Nobody Chinese stars. We have Stars of David. We're like. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, sh- my brother only dated black girls. Uh-huh. And I remember my mother saying, so is Jonathan still dating the colored girls? And I went, you can't say that. Yeah. And, sh- and she was like, why not? And I said, she goes. I didn't say. It. I go. Don't say it. I know what you're gonna yeah. say, it, but you can't say colored either. And she was like, Why not? That's what we say. I'm like, No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we. Do you don't. want to be called a broad? <laughs> we Actually, she wouldn't mind being called that. <laughs> My grandmother had a hump in her back. You ever seen the humps? <laughs> yes. You know what And we, got... I, I just walked in the door. <laughs> And I haven't seen you in years. I know. it's just like... My grandmother had a hump in her back, right? And so this is the type of family we live in. Uh, my brothers and I used to always joke that's where she kept her money. And so who was going to break Nana's hump open when she died to get the money? You know, it was like right. a piggy bank. Yeah. And so uh, we were always like, when she took a nap, when she got older, I'm like, hey. Go shake Nana. See how much, <laughs> much, much money she's see, got in her <laughs> See how much money she's got in her pocket. Is it, right is it all paper? What is it? Is it yeah, jewels? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's our theory was she hoarded all her money in her hump, and that, you know, eventually somebody was going to have to break her open and see what happened. <laughs> but uh, nobody did. Nobody did. Uh, but yeah, so you think that we're, we're in control of our happiness to I, a point, to an extent. Obviously, well, with catastrophic things, you can't. Catastrophic things, sure. Or obviously, if you've got some sort
2: of. Brain imbalance, like there's a chemical yeah. imbalance, you're, yeah. you're battling with some sort of mental illness. That, that that's that's a whole other thing. But I think just on a day to day basis, we are in total control of it. And I think you know, as you know, in show business, especially, but in any life, you know, we, we so much stuff is so up and down in this business. Yes, it's so up and down, and it's easy. I think to go, oh man, what am I doing? And I, but I think anyone can do that at any walk of life. And I think it's, I've, I've gone through some of that recently. i was just like, oh, what the... And then you just go, come on. Like, let's put it, I think you gotta... Perspective. You gotta put it in perspective, man. And I think like... I just said, we don't, like, we don't live in Syria. No, we don't. We don't live in the Iraq. No, we don't. We, we just, just walk down the street, like, anytime I'm like, oh, show, I'm trying to get a gig, and blah, blah. And then I see, like, a guy... You know, with a pizza pizza sign in ninety degree weather, yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Dressed in the in a uh, Statue of Liberty suit, <laughs> yeah. yeah, selling bail bonds yeah. or something. Yeah. Like
0: that cat. And by the way, and that guy could look at the homeless dude and go, I've, "I'm okay." And, and that's my point. Is and also, what I would tell you is like think about the people who you gravitate towards. Do you gravitate towards the grump? Yeah. You gravitate towards the for towards the fucking person who's always got a cloud mm-hmm. over their head. No. You don't, because why do you want to spend your time around that dude who's always complaining, who's always negative? So that's the thing, guys. It's like it is in your control, and I will tell you something else. When you become positive, mm-hmm. I believe this to be true. I know this is gonna sound like some sort of secret, whatever bullshit, <laughs> blah blah blah. Right. But you, you, you. A lot of the times, what you put out. Is what you get back.
2: It, there's no two ways about it. Now, when the new agey people dress it up in their nonsense, it's easy to go. Shut
0: yeah, up. exactly. Oh, exactly. Just
2: put, that, like, put that on your the secret vision
0: board. Yeah, exactly. It's, like that gets annoying.
2: But you write it
0: on a rock and throw it into the ocean. Yeah, oh, great. <laughs> it's on a piece of sand now. Kick it into the air. <laughs> no, just don't be a tool. You know what
2: I mean? Yeah. don't fucking yeah. turn it on a rock. Yeah. It's a, come on. But I, I think that honestly, because I, 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 you know, I think surroundings is a big thing, in terms of where you live, who, you, like, wh- how you live, yes, and all that stuff. Because I was, I was talking to uh, a good buddy of mine who lived up in Glendale for a long
0: time. Armenian.
2: He is Armenian. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. and and he was like in this thing, and he's all tied up in all these like old Armenian blood feuds. And he's just like, and he's got this job around a bunch of guys that are like, and they're all smoking. And I go, dude, get out of there. I go, you got, And he had this apartment where he's like taking care of this old Armenian lady. So she was giving him dirt free rent, which I, I was like, I get that. Yeah. You got a low overhead. He's an actor. So he doesn't have, he's not sweating money. And and I was like, dude, you got to, because I live near the beach and I chose, I li- used to live in the valley. How much better is that near the beach? Dude, it's, it. I started surfing. Like I'm, I'm so not a Chicagoan anymore. Right. You know what I mean? And and I think that's a huge thing. And when he moved it, he moved there about a year, almost 2 years ago, and he's like, man, yesterday we were at the beach and you know, I'm surfing, he's got his boogie board and he goes, "Man." I go, "Right?" Yeah. Cuz I'll be in my apartment working and I'm hustling and and you know, in this new digital podcast world, do it yourself is great. It's a lot of work. Yes. It's a lot of work. And it's frustrating sometimes yep. and this that and the other thing, and I'll get like blah. and then I'll go,
0: "Um, I'm going to just walk 5 blocks west." Yeah. And and then we're like, it's okay. Right. And and listen, and we understand that not everybody lives by the beach. Sure. But what I would challenge you to do is find that wherever whatever that yes. thing is. Yes. And I would also challenge you, look, I know everybody has a busy life, but everybody, and I've said I said this last month when Jen was in here. You can find something to do for yourself once a day. That doesn't mean buy yourself something if you don't have the money but something that you do for you even if that's take a bath even if the, whatever whatever, it, whatever it is even if it's 15 minutes by yourself reading a book even if it's you know what it you know what i like to do that i never get to do i never get to watch my show every night whatever it is make sure you do one thing just for you not anybody else yeah the, what is going to make me happy today i'm going to do this one thing i can do for myself today that really works because you're investing in yourself. Look at me, look at me. <laughs> but you're investing in yourself. Well, I think like
2: I start every morning, I have a roof deck. Jerking off. Just, wow, and on my roof I'm like, you suck <laughs> it, you beach asshole. And then <laughs> the,
0: the, the Postman, it's like a Gallagher show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you bring your own ballot and egg? Yeah, there's your
2: signature on that, old man. Um, I don't know why I'm fighting everybody.
0: I know, it's great that you're jerking off on the, on the UPS guy. <laughs> But I start, here's what I do. (laughs) Can I get your signature? How about some DNA? There you go. (laughs) Take that to the CSI lab. (laughs) That'll prove it's me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) But like,
2: I started realizing about four or five, when I moved into this place, which was five years ago, I realized that- uh, Your phone blowing up? Shit happened. Well, that was the thing. Uh, You're always on the phone. Yes. And you know this. Now, Now, it's an amazing tool- Yep. That you can run any business from, especially our business, yep. because a big part of our business is social media, mm-hmm. and posting funny pictures and things. And I'm at the, got the gig coming up this weekend. You know, get the tickets, and that's a big part of our business. Yeah, and it's also fun. It also is how you reconnect. It also is cool and stuff like that. But I was realizing I was spending too much time on it, so I turn my phone off before I go to sleep. Someone's like, "So do I? Yeah. What if there's an emergency? Call
0: nine one one, bitch. What yeah. the fuck am I? i <laughs> at the fire department." <laughs> What do you want me to do? <laughs> Someone said that to me. What if your mom dies? She'll be dead in the morning too, I right? know. What am I supposed to okay. do? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I think yeah. my mom would want me to have a good night's yeah, sleep. Rested. Yeah, rested. Get a good yeah.
2: breakfast mm-hmm. and then handle the funeral Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So I wake up and I don't, the first half hour, I go on my roof. I don't, I don't turn my phone on. I don't go to the internet. I don't do TV. I go on my roof and I, there's a couple books I read. I meditate. I'm outside. I practice some hippie martial arts shit. And then I just like, and I have, I start my day with that. And even when I'm on the road, I'll just do that in my hotel room. And if I'm in, if the weather's nice, I'll go just on the pool deck, whatever. I'll just Mm -hmm. get outside, even if it's next to a fucking freeway and just have 30 minutes. That's my time where I think, and I, you know, and I also, they've done studies that that's some of the most creative time of the day. And I'll have great, in the morning, I'll have great, I'll have great ideas like, Oh, this and this and this. And you know, I should call this guy and this and the boom, boom, boom. And then I come back and then I get something to eat, and then I turn the computer on and I start my day and email and phone call and all that shit. And it's, it's, it's huge. And it's like that dude, I'm gonna do that. I'm trying to tell you. Well, the thing you just said about find that one thing for yourself, that's what I do every morning. And then the thing when you find whatever that thing is, like I always say, find your roof deck, your patio, yeah. whatever it is, go outside, walk to the park near your place. Because then when you're in the middle of a hectic day or stressful or something bad happened, then you can
0: take and just go, I need, I need 20 minutes. But you know what else is, in? and if you're talking about perspective, like hectic days and something bad happens, my thing is also what I've really taught myself is to... Really compartmentalize that and go. Okay, there are always speed bumps. Mm-hmm. So why am I freaking out? I I know I'm gonna get on the other side of this speed bump. I just have to figure out the best way to maneuver this one. So I've really slowed. I guess the best term for me that what I've done is I've slowed
2: down. I think that's a great way to look at it. And I want to go back to to what you're saying about the, the people you gravitate towards because I was I was had a lot. I mean we're comics, so. You know, like finding the joke, look at this fucking thing, yeah, yeah, look yeah. at that thing, that's funny, but sometimes that can go slippery slope down and everything sucks, everything's shitty. And I realized I was hanging around a lot of people that could be pretty negative and I was being really negative. You've always been such a positive person. I've tried to, but I couldn't go, but that's the thing, I could do both. Right. I could get super negative in my head and then be really positive. And I just started to realize, let's just focus more on the positive. 'Cause I went through some tough stuff. I went through some financial stuff. I went through a divorce. I mean, that stuff's not that stuff's not easy. When how long were you married? About five years, six years.
0: And and, and what years were those?
2: Uh it was like two thousand six to two thousand eleven. You know, two thousand in there, five yeah.
0: And how uh when's the last time Honestly, when did the last time you think I saw you? I was just, I was, I was talking to my girlfriend in the car. I was like, I, I was saying, I think. Was, she, did you leave her in the car like a puppy? Yeah, I can't let her. Inside. <laughs> just a little little thing of water.
2: Okay, right? good.
1: Did you
0: crack a window? Yeah, it's well. hot out there today. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> shit, Jesus. that's a gram rolls uh, after <laughs> after the divorce. No, you're yeah. not fucking coming inside. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple ground rules after the it, divorce it, it, you know what I'm saying sorry about. you gotta drive around the block <laughs> for an hour <laughs> uh,
2: but like um, I was saying to her I go I, go, I think the la- honestly last time I saw you is is I was on the road I think I was doing some shows with Doug Benson and we ran into each other in the morning radio oh yeah like in Seattle
0: I don't know where the fuck we were we
2: were that was somewhere years ago
0: like six,
2: five, six years
0: ago easy yeah. easy. yeah yeah yeah. yeah. and, 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 and you is- and I uh, st- I don't know, if I would say we started around the same time here, right? We
2: both came, well, I had been doing up about four or five years or so in Chicago and moved here. But we all sort of, there was a group of us that all kind of either started or came to L.A. Yeah, about the same time. We are all in our 20, early yeah. 20s in that area.
0: And, and, and so, did, uh, did, were you part of the group that, like the people who did the gigs in East L.A. and all that stuff with Rudy and Jeff Garcia and... Not really. I did you and I did a lot of Sam
2: Brown shows. Oh together. yeah. Poor you know,
0: Sam. I know. R.I.P. man. Yeah. That cat was funny. Well, uh, really funny, odd motherfucker. Odd, crazy, like typical neurotic, neurotic Jew. Jewish guy. Yeah. From but, New York. But
2: lightning funny. Like oh. just when he would go on those tirades on when I I would he was one of those comics you're like, God, I hope the crowd sucks. Yeah. Because yeah, you wanted him to snap. By the way.
0: This genre would have been perfect for him. Oh, man. A Sam Brown podcast, this would have been, like a Sam Brown podcast would have been
2: amazing. It would have just been him. Just The thing I love about podcasting is it's just unbridled. I've seen so many friends of mine, Todd Glass, Jimmy Pardo, Mike Schmidt, who just- The third baseman for the Phillies? Yeah, yeah, he's got a great podcast. <laughs> it's, called, it's called Hot
0: Corner. <laughs> Wow, I That's gotta up. check that one out. It's iTunes, yeah. check it out. Um, Not a terrible name for a podcast, no, by the way. it's a fucking way. great name it for was, a podcast. It was also my girlfriend's nickname in high school. Just <laughs> <is> weird, right? <laughs> What's up, you ever met Hot Corner? Yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way, if I if a girl was nicknamed Hot Corner, why would you think she would have gotten that nickname? Because I don't know if Corner makes sense. Kind of makes sense. It's more of a triangle. I only think. I, Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, you're like, talking about that corner. Yeah. What? What if you were? If a girl's nickname was "Hot Corner," and it was a sexual innuendo. Because that's how I said it. What? Be, what does it? Because it, me saying that was my girlfriend's nickname is funny, but it doesn't I don't know if it makes sense. Like, what would the hot? I don't know. To what I picture for yeah. me is just like.
2: There was a corner where her and all these hot chicks hung out at, or and something. She was part of the hot corner. Yeah, the
0: hot corner. It was yeah. her
2: and Mindy and blah blah blah, and they all hung out hot
0: corner. I, I, I pictured that she let people f- fuck the, like in between her forearm and her bicep, <laughs> and that was the corner. It was a hot corner. But you and I have different brains, I guess. <laughs> well, that sounds like just a sex act. Like, oh, dude, she let you do a hot corner. That's what I mean. Like, what, I mean. <laughs> what, first aid half corner. Oh yeah, shit!
2: Okay. Yeah. I didn't
0: usually take. By the way, th- that is like that would be like one step above. the I think the guy's got to be doing all the work. Yeah, she's got a lot of work. That's a that's a chicken wing hot corner. That's <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like that's, that's like, a lot of lats. Yeah. Lot. <laughs> now you know one of my favorite things uh, that you used to do on stage. You would talk about your lats on stage. That's right, the guns, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, the guns. <laughs> How long has it been we still doing that?
2: Oh, every once in a blue moon. Always made me laugh. It's one of those it's one of those things like I haven't done it in forever, but then I'll do like it'll be like a Friday late show Yeah, and I'm like the crowd's drunk and not paying attention. I'm
0: like, "All right, well now we're going to go guns." When you and I want I'm sorry, I moved away from this. I didn't I don't think I ever met your wife. No. Um what was what did what did she do when you met her? Like what was her? Oh, I
2: met actually. She was from Brazil. I met her in Brazil, and oh, yes, well, kryptonite fine. down there. there. You go. Says, oh, you're so sexy. Yeah, yes, I am.
0: That accent is kryptonite. And I understand one or two of them have nice asses.
2: A couple. It's, <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's not frowned upon down in that country. Like it's. Yeah, there's they're a all like hot corners down there. Yeah. <laughs> you ever had a Brazilian hot corner, Oh, yeah. uh, friend?
0: <laughs> I like how you call him friend. Come on, yeah, friend. Yeah, he's a friend. That's yeah, a Brazilian yeah, hot yeah, corner. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not sure if you're ready for that. <laughs> what were you doing
2: in Brazil? uh having the time of my life Oh no shit <laughs> uh, i went down there just to go surfing and i had a buddy that was living there and I'd oh you had been... started surfing then yeah i started surfing about 10 years ago yeah it was 2006 i started surfing okay so you go down to brazil uh-huh you meet this girl hmm. she's how old at the time she was 23 perfect
0: perfect okay and um and you meet her how long are you down there for I was down there for a
2: couple of weeks and then I was like, then I went back a couple times uh-huh.
0: and then I was like, you know, you
2: got to move here. Let's make this happen. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, is it was, she still here? Yeah. She went back for a while and you know, I, I'm still friends with her. She's, she's a really cool person. It was just, it was just a tough time. Like I was starting to go through some financial trouble and cause this is the thing, like going back, like, so I hosted those game shows, a bunch, a bunch of game shows, which was great. Yep. Um, Game show started going away. Everything went towards reality, and I didn't. My host agent, who was a great guy, just passed away. John Paradise, really cool guy. Did you kill him? Yeah, it's his fault. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <why> <laughs> I don't want to say I blamed him, but, but I fucking had to. Call. Sorry, friend. You know what I mean? Gave him me a little hot corner. No, you know no more Brazilian hot corners for that dude. <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: but. Um, can you go to jail if you admit to murder on a podcast? Probably no. not, right? So not on a download. No. Anyway, yeah, yeah. iTunes has a it. wall they can come. No,
0: it. there's like three people listening to this one. So <laughs> you're, fine. you're fine.
2: And none of them are smart yeah. enough to be lawyers. now I mean, Let's, let's call it what it let's is. Let's be 100% right. There's,
0: I don't have any lawyers listening to this. I have. There's like eight dudes in their underwear smoking weed right now, going. Yeah. I'm gonna try to get a hot corner. Yeah. Just but, figuring yeah. out what a hot corner. Yeah. is. It's so. A,
2: yeah, so anyway, yeah so the game the game show thing was like so then I remember you did a bunch of those I did a bunch of those and that was like these cable game shows that I just sort of fell into the first one was was strip poker and they were always like looking for a non-traditional yeah. host that was a comic and I was like okay and you know it's like you're just s- scrambling for work you're gonna take yes and I and was... that's
0: good work because sure. they shoot you out quick yeah for those of you who don't know like if you're gonna I remember I wrote on fifth grader with mm-hmm. with uh, Foxworthy, uh, not in the first run, the when it was on Big Fox, right. But in the second run, and you know we shot 150 episodes oh, in 35 days. Oh, we did five six episodes a day. Yeah, we did 130 episodes in
2: six weeks seven weeks. That's or something. amazing, right? Like, and you, and it was such great experience. Like, I felt like God, I could I. I could shoot anything now. Like, there's no yeah. There's no schedule that would scare me in terms of like, because you were, and you know, every show was supposed to be like, late night, crazy fun, and it's like, you know, four in the afternoon. Yeah. I, we sh- <laughs> and I shot another game show here, right here at Raleigh Studios, uh, Cram, so I did those game shows, and it was a lot of fun, it was a blast, I was like, I'm having the time of my life, and then go do stand-up, and... You know, I, I took some of that money and and made a film and you know, and it was great and then it's documentary, right? Uh, I did yeah, I did do uh, did a short film then I also did a documentary about going to Afghanistan, right. which was really cool. Afghanistan. Afghanistan. God yeah, damn, thanks brother. Um and then so what happens? They all started doing reality TV and I was like, I don't want to do these shows. They're awful. Like most of them are horrible. Yeah. Did you get approached to do some of that stuff? Yeah, well my agent was sending me out. Uh, the, dead like, yeah, right? the, dead, <laughs> the dead guy? Yeah. <laughs> the dead guy. The dead guy. Johnny Dead Guy. <laughs> and he goes
0: get a hot corner in heaven right oh, now. Oh,
2: God bless him. RIP <laughs> Johnny Paradise. He was, what a great name. That was his was, name, Johnny Paradise. Johnny Paradise. He was such a cool he was one of the he, he busted his ass. He was a cool guy. He wasn't a liar. He was such a cool guy.
0: If I told you I said I got a, a buddy in my name Johnny Paradise. Tell me what you're picturing immediately in your head. Oh, just Hawaiian like Hawaiian
2: shirt. Yeah, Hawaiian shirt, pink Cadillac. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: hey,
0: Johnny, <laughs> bang, bang, Ooh, bang, Like a lot of gun shit, a <laughs> lot, <of, laughs> lot of finger guns. Ding, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You're like, hey, what guy get for you, Captain? You know what, <laughs> what I mean? The big
0: backslapper slapper oh, guy. Oh yeah, he'd call you. He'd, he'd call you Captain. Call somebody up, Senator. What's yeah. up, Senator? Hey, Chief, yeah. Boss,
2: Big guy, Sport, Friend. <laughs> um. But anyway, so what happened was then like. Uh, so then I was like trying to get a regular agent to do film and TV, and none of them, they're like, oh, we want you to host. And I was like, I'm a comedian.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: Sitcoms. Like, let's fucking go to work. And it was a real hard thing. And then I started going to the war zones and did Afghanistan, which took me three and a half, four years to make. And, and that, like, so it wasn't working. Yeah. Putting money into this documentary. Then the recession hits, and I got married right in the middle of that. And was trying to save my house, and it was just a tough, tough thing. I look back on it, I'm just like, man, that was that must have been hard for her too. She moves to this country, doesn't know anybody, doesn't speak the language that right. well, and her husband's like trying to not go underwater. And
0: can I ask you what a, a couple things? What do you feel like like is the, was the overall thing you took away from that experience?
2: Well, it's it's honestly the thing you were talking about when I first sat down, I had to force myself to be positive because it was like, banks are calling me every day. And and then, you know, uh, I was going on the road a lot. That's when Doug Benson was like, Hey man, you want to, I was like, okay, so I'm on the road, which is cool. I'm glad I'm working, but yeah. it's the road. Yep. I'm, I'm home two days a week. I got a new wife and we're not getting along for obvious, you know, it's like, and it was like, it was tough. It was tough, and then you go through. You know, I lost my house, man. A fucking foreclosure, and the and the stimulus from Bush and Obama. I didn't get a fucking penny of that shit. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it could really lend itself. I mean, I had I had some
0: dark days. I'm not gonna lie to you. There's some days where I was. What mer- kind of dark days are we talking about? Because I, I and I've been in dark days too. So I'll, I will go where my went brain went. But what kind of like? Do you do you ever think about packing up and moving back to Chicago? Well, there was. But then I would always go to what can I do?
2: I've been a stand up comic since I was 18. That's what I always went back to. What can you do? What can we do? Like, what, unless you want to just take like a sales job or something, like, what could we do?
0: Yeah, I always went back to that too. What do you do? So it was like. What was your, like, so what was your process of digging yourself, not financially, digging yourself mentally out of that hole? What was your process?
2: Well, part of it was, I would think, with regard to show business, I thought, well, maybe I'm not funny. Maybe the reason. But that's not true. But, 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 you know. You start, yeah. and, then, and then I'm sure we all do this, but then you look at anyone else that started around our time and giant sitcom and big movies and mm-hmm. you're like, what the fuck did I do wrong? And all their stories are like, this executive saw me and gave me the thing. And I'm like, I met with a dozen of these cats yeah. and they all went, meh. You know, and you're like, am I a fuck up? Am I an idiot? Did I piss people off? Maybe I should get out of show business and then I'm on the road every night and the shows were great. So I was like, okay, if i was like eating it or just okay then i was then i was literally like maybe and i was asking the like the universe i'm not a religious guy but right. i was like okay maybe i'm supposed to go maybe you're telling me this ain't for me and i got to find something else and i was just like fuck it i'm going to work for you know <laughs> some environmental like world wildlife fun and just fucking you know surf rider and just you know that's i was gonna i was that was my checkout was like i'm gonna live on the beach and teach surf lessons in ecuador or something like that (laughs) you were gonna be that guy i was gonna be that guy beard yeah you'd Uh, be standing right next to me on vacation have no idea who i was yeah no i i know i can
0: picture exactly the guy yeah 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 yeah. well just henna henna tattoos yeah But then so bring what, it a cooler, a Budweiser to the beach. Yeah, it's at 10 in the morning.
2: <laughs> a little early, friend. A little early for a hot corner. You know what I'm talking about? But that's how I pulled myself out as I started to realize. And then right at that time, the podcast thing started happening. Yeah. And I saw so it was like and I really had to focus. I had to do a lot of work on myself and I had to just really like force myself To find the gratitude in things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like really like I could sit there. I'm doing some shitty gig on the road. I have to go, no, you're getting paid to be funny. Yeah. You're in a hotel room. You're not living on the street. Like you got to boil it down that basic sometimes. Not only that,
0: I would take it one step further. You know, I obviously, uh, and for people who have know my story, you know, living in one bedroom, raising three kids. And there were some times. Yeah. But just what you said, the I'm going to do the shitty gig, even in your own brain, when you say that shit in your own brain, you're telling yourself. You're shitty. Yes. Yeah, you're saying you're right? shitty, you're a right. bad comic. You gotta change your inner dialogue. Mm. You have to change that inner dialogue. You have to, have to be, it's like I always say, when, when people at the beginning of the year, these are my New Year's resolutions, don't make them. Why? Because you're not gonna, those are all too drastic, and then at the end of the day, after you've broken every single one of those, what you're telling mm. yourself is that you're a fucking quitter and a liar. And a failure. So you've told yourself that. Nobody else has to fucking tell you. Yeah. So it's true. You have to ch- just, it's a slight change. It's just a way of looking at it. And you're right. Look, there are weekends and i I'm with you. I'm on the road a lot. There are weekends where I'm like, what the fuck? What am I what doing? What the fuck? Yeah. I want to be home. What the fuck? Right. And then I always go back to, I'm so lucky. To get it's, to do what I love to do, I'll give you I'll give you two exam I'll
2: give you two one piece of advice a guy gave me and then something that happened to me two weeks ago. Don't suck a dick in the alley. Don't suck a dick in the alley. I don't <laughs> care how much money the guy's got or tw- how cute he is. And cu- Twenty dollars <laughs> from a cute guy. I mean, it goes a long way. I'll get my hot corner for free
0: if he's good looking. If he's ripped, come on. At I'm not, the bar? Oh, I'm not an asshole. Yeah, you're yeah. You don't I'm, be rude. You're a giver. <laughs> you're a i pe- I've always said Graham, you are a people person. Yes. Yeah, I mean,
2: if any, <laughs> if you can't give another man a hot corner when he's down on his luck, yeah, then what you kind don't of have, there
0: doesn't have to be any eye contact. <laughs> you don't I want to know his name. Yeah. You don't need eye contact. It's just a random <laughs> hot corner. Um, uh, seriously guys, hashtag
2: random hot corner. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I was, I was sitting there and I was talking to a guy and I was, and I was a buddy of mine and I was like, fucking beat myself up. And he goes, dude, he goes. Would you talk to your best friend that way? Yeah. I go, no, I'm the cheerleader. I'm the people come to be like you say, Graham. You always seem like a positive guy, and he and and he goes, he goes, I want you to start talking to yourself the way you would your best friend, and I, and I hate to say this because it sounds so like be your own best friend, like it yeah. sounds like some sort of vision board, but it's true, because if my best friend, like if you came, I haven't seen you in years, but I I. I if you came to me and said, "Dude," and you were like, "Man, I'm down," I wouldn't go. Well, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. I'd say I'd be like, "No, Josh, you're fucking funny. Stick with it. Keep doing it." And my buddy's like, "Why don't you talk to yourself that way?" What great advice that is. And it it was so seems so simple, but you're right because you don't realize that just a little bit of oh, fuck, I'm I'm five minutes late. I'm such a fucking idiot. Yeah. Just no, no. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Like. Um, all right, does that mean you need plan better next time? Great, but easy. And so I started looking at myself in the mirror when I would get down and go, dude. Do you get hard when you look at yourself in the always, mirror? Always, brother. I'm beautiful. I just <laughs> want to look at that
0: fucking face. <laughs> Yeah, good, me too. I oh, yeah. just want to make sure it wasn't just me, okay? <laughs> You're it's not my, weird. You're not weird. Well, I'm just making sure it wasn't just me. No, right? this
2: is me supporting oh, you. Know? Okay, don't, don't,
0: don't beat yourself up. You're not a creep. Yeah, no, Every no. man should whack off to his own face. Yeah, just know. with a picture of yourself by your... <laughs> did I, 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 I was having sex with my wife's name is Beth, and I was having sex with my wife once, and uh, there used to be a picture of her and I by the bed, and right before I was about to come, I looked up and saw me smiling, and I go, well, you got to get rid of that picture. <laughs> I, that can't ever happen again. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I can't come to me. That's not that's something that's not acceptable for me.
2: Yell out your own name. Yeah. Next time no. Oh
0: yeah, yeah Josh! Josh. Oh. <laughs> that would confuse the fuck out of somebody. <laughs> oh my god, if you if you started screaming your own name and that would confuse the fuck out of somebody.
2: I did a joke in my act like, years ago about yelling out a guy's name during sex, just to
0: Kevin! Just to, oh, Ronnie! <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> that is hilarious. I like how you, pick Ronnie.
2: Ronnie, well, that's my um, guy. But no, that's what I started. I started looking at the mirror, and so when I'd be on the road, in the hotel room, bouncing off the walls, and you email and trying to get more and blah mm-hmm. blah blah, and, and you know, you see everyone's Facebook post. I'm on the set shooting this thing, and you're like, I'm in Appleton, Wisconsin. You know, yeah. I'd be like, I I
0: just I just shut that negative voice out. The way I started to look at it too, man, even in Appleton, you're still in the top 3% of comics in the country. Yeah. Look at it that way. Like, even though you're like this shitty, you're still in the top 3% of people in your profession. Which is a profession of, in a country of 300
2: million people, there's probably, what, 800 professional comics? Well, there, a thousand, maybe you, I mean, you mean how many people call themselves comics? Well, no, I'm not to be someone who wrote so, has a Twitter feed, but they say <laughs> I'm a comedian.
0: I mean, like you work as a comic. Yeah. You either perform or you write jokes. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think a thousand is seems like a lot, a lot, but yes. And you're one of them. There's 1500 guys in the NFL. I know.
2: Like just to put some perspective on it. Let me ask you this. Now, their league minimum is a little better than it's ours. It's a little better. And
0: they have health insurance and a union. Yeah. <laughs> and a livable wage. Yeah. But, huh? Uh-huh. Um, when people, somebody asked me this on Twitter, and I'm curious what people, somebody said, do you, do you, does it bother you when just anybody calls themselves a comedian? And I'm going to take it one step further. Pam Anderson is now getting into comedy. <laughs> St- <laughs> Steve O. Mick Foley, uh, Nene from Real Housewives, they're all going doing comedy clubs. Somebody asked me, does that bother you? And, and I'm in the middle of the road. One On the one side, live and let live. Sure, so you know what I mean? Like, make your living. Fuck, make your living. Right. On the other side, I've worked really fucking hard for this. And so for you to think that you can just jump out and go, oh, I'm going to do that, that looks easy. I don't know. It's obviously not an insult. But I'm like, ah. I mean, it do, is, you know what uh, I mean? Because the, we took a road to get to where we are, and Pam Anderson could just jump and get a sold out show, and and not only that, when somebody like that does comedy, I think it hurts me selling tickets because then the yeah. people who see her are like, well, I'm not fucking going back there. Right. Well, that's the that's the biggest thing that hurts comedy is
2: if the first show somebody sees is shitty. Yeah. They're gonna go, oh, that's that's what comedy is. Yeah. And you get these people all the time. I'm sure they come to your shows. I mean. And go, wow, I've never been to a yeah. show. That was great. This
0: weekend I had a bunch.
2: Yes. Yeah. This was great. You know, I think I, I kind of, in the same way, in on the one side, yeah, whatever. You want to do that? Great. And the other side, I do get a little insulted. i like, fuck you. But then I think, you know, World Be Free was trying to do stand-up a couple years ago. You what know, a great name.
0: The best basketball name of not all world, time. Or world be, or meta, meta, meta World, world Peace. Piece. Meta World Peace. World that, Be Free is the old 1.0 version. It, it, world, world Be Free, great name. Meta World Peace, not I'm it. not on board for that yeah. name.
2: I not mean, it. like. And he didn't hold his hand up after he shot a jumper
0: like World Be Free. No, <laughs> World Be Free was a fucking savage. He didn't give a, Even when it didn't go in, he would he still hold it there. <laughs> He didn't give a fuck. <laughs> Definitely the first World Be Free reference on this podcast. Thank Or you. maybe any other. <laughs> it's never been Besides made. Hot Corner. You know <laughs> Mike Schmidt talks a lot about World Be Free. Well, they were golf buddies for, yeah. uh, for a good number of years.
2: <laughs> no, but when I, think about, when I think about like a Pam Anderson or like, or like Meta World Peace, and I saw, I remember Meta World Peace was at the Improv. This is like three, four years ago. And yeah. I was like, okay, she's going to sell out what, one show? She gonna sell out another one. You know what I'm saying? Like the the thing about it is, and and we are enjoying a renaissance in stand up comedy. A hundred percent. Albums, TV shows, people, and because of podcasting now yes. and digital media, you have this highly educated comedy fan. Now. Yeah, they hear us talk about, and they're like, "Oh, I don't want to be a shithead audience member." I don't want to bring my dumb bachelor party at, or bachelorette ruin that. You know, like they're smart, savvy. They want to be. They get jokes. They can't wait for the next album. Yeah. They're not like oh, I've heard that before. They're like, oh, I love that joke. I hope you do did that joke. And so my feeling is, everyone, you can say you're a comedian because you've got funny Instagram photos yep. or you got a funny Twitter feed, but get your ass in the clubs and guess what? You're going to get your ass handed yeah, to you if you're a, not funny. There's
0: a difference. And by the way, I will say. Uh, off the top, what I think podcasts, and it's really helped me in my style of comedy, because, you know, when we started, it was all about joke per minute. And right. And that was never my style. Right. People who listen to podcasts are okay with longer stories. Yeah. in story form. And honestly, if it's an entertaining story- they're okay with that too. Yeah, they're okay with that. And that is, I, to me, it's so, it's so amazing. The podcast fans that come out, like, it's I, I love it so much. It really has given me, and I, I was just saying before you came in, before you were late, um, I it's really been it's given me like more energy and more confidence to be myself mm-hmm. on stage. It's been really good. But I will tell you this, one thing about Steve O and and Mick Foley, and I will say Nene Leakes and the. Pam Anderson, I'm not putting in there yet. Those three, and Steve-O has actually worked, believe it or not. Right. He's really worked to try to make it more entertaining. But they tell stories. So they're not saying, I'm a comedian. They do it in comedy clubs, but they're not saying, I'm a comedian. They're saying, I'm doing this, right? right. Pam Anderson, I think, called herself a comedian.
2: Well, here's the thing. There was a guy, Richard Hatch, that from or whatever. Yeah, from, from Survivor. Is he still outperforming in clubs? Uh
0: huh. Well, he tried for a little while,
2: but he's not. That's no. my point. Is so did fucking Screech. Right. Exactly. They're not there anymore. Right. And 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 you can only you can't if you, first of all you can pack the name on the freak event. Yeah. But you can't keep coming back to that club because eventually people are going to go bullshit and then the word's going to get out, especially now with social media. Oh, sold-out show to see fucking Pam Anderson and then half the crowd walked because she sucks. or Charlie what. Sheen did that. I mean, yeah. Everyone thinks they can just go up there and do it. I mean, you
0: can't. There's also, and I tell people all the time, there's a difference between funny people and comedians. Yeah. I'll tell you something right now. At a party or at a bar, I'm not the life of the party. Yeah. I, I actually... Am quieter off stage, sure, because I I just don't. That's not my thing. Yeah. So, I but there are a lot of people, funny people, people who are funnier than me that I know have tried to get on stage. It just doesn't work. You can't. Everyone thinks you can't fake the funk, buddy. Here's the thing. Here's what
2: happens with comedy. Why it's different than like music or sports. So you see a musician play because we're poor
0: and don't get as many women.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) None of us get endorsement deals. <laughs> we have to work till we 80? Is that, what, is that the difference? <laughs> is, is,
2: you know, a regular Joe goes and sees someone, a musician, play or an athlete do something amazing. And let's say for a second they think, I think I want to do that. Yeah. They pick up the instrument or the ball or and they go, oh, I can't.
0: No, I can't. Don't.
2: They see a comedian, they go, I could do that. They go to back to their office, or their neighborhood card game, or their barbecue. They crack a joke, and they get a
0: laugh, and they go, fucking well, how they hard is this? T- they tell one of your jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They tell one of your jokes. Yeah. yeah, but and that's the thing, but it's so different, and, and a they, street joke is different. And they think, oh, I can do this. Yeah. Everybody laughs at me. I'm Charlie
2: Sheen. No, they're just hangers-on that are going to do that as long as the paychecks are, are clearing.
0: Do you appreciate comedy- more now than you did, yeah. It's funny,
2: like, um, going on the road from like 08 to 13 or 14, like the last year or two, I haven't been on the road as much. Mm-hmm. And I've been back because I was on the road so much, I wasn't performing in LA because I am like, I got two days you off. Did the same thing, I'm not, I can't, I can't go do yeah. Once in a blue moon, I'd have a weekend off and maybe do a set at the improv or something. And I realized I was like, and now that I've been home more, um. I'm doing more, I'm doing this a monthly variety show at the Improv, and I'm starting to see young, and, I, you know, I appreciate the art form. Yeah. And 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 if there's some comic that's younger or newer or whatever, even just I don't know, and I see, I'm just like this, oh, that's, or just a comic I've known, and I haven't seen him in a while, I'm like, dude, that new shit is awesome. I love that joke. And when comics are getting real, talking about something they went through. So I really do, I'm, I'm starting to love the art form of it.
0: You know what I find? And I, and not that we were, when we were starting, that we were lazy by any stretch of the imagination, but it seems like the work that people are putting into their craft now is one notch above what we were doing. It's because of the renaissance of comedy because when we were
2: getting into it, we all liked comics and yeah, but we were all like, let's get film and TV. Let's get a sitcom. Let's get a sitcom. Right. So we needed to make a sitcom act. And then the road was sort of like, ah, uh, the dead end of the road. And now the road is not a dead end, even though I know we've talked about all oh, The road is just tough for traveling. Yeah. But the road is you can amass fans with social yeah, media now absolutely. because to pull out your phone and follow me. Bam. And so I think now, and because there's this renaissance of comedy, you have people you know who are like I just want to be a comedian
0: yes
2: if I get film- lots of
0: people just
2: want to be a comedian I just want to do comedy specials I just wanna I just want to write a new hour every year and it's like that's like impressive and you're right and, and it does a new like- hour
0: every year is fucking
2: difficult that's a lot of work and I and I and I appreciate it because I feel like I'm getting challenged like, me too I feel like man I gotta
0: listen during the Chelsea light years I got really lazy with my comedy yeah. I just did because I was I wasn't going up in town either. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't be when you're on stage in this town with Rogan and Burr and and Louis C. K. and Chappelle and you're you better fucking have something. Right. And I got a little lazy traveling in front of the crowds that were there to see you know, the Chelsea Lately sure. people. It's a slam dunk. You just you just walk on stage and it's... And I got lazy. And I will tell you something. My comedy got lazy in these past couple of years. have been like, oh, fuck. People are really putting time into their craft. Look, Rogan's on stage six times a week in town. Yeah. In town. Mm-hmm. Two or three sets a night. Chris D'Elia is a monster. Yeah. A fucking monster. He does, you know, two sets Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, sometimes three. Like he's, and those dudes don't need to do that. No, and they are. Yeah. So that that is, it's a trickle down. Like if you want to still hold your spot, you better put your f- some fucking yeah. work in. You got to. Did the divorce change your comedy? Did it change your art at
2: all? Well, I just, I mean, it gave me more material. I talked about it. Did I talked you? about getting going through divorce. I talked about what it's like dating, and referenced actual stuff that's happened at, at, at dating. And and do you Tinder? Uh, I did for a while, but now I don't.
0: Well, I got I've, a girlfriend now, so I'm- I've never tindered. How long have you been dating this girl? About a year. Is she from Brazil? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if you went back down. You're like, hey, listen, the first one didn't work. <laughs> uh, Next sh- stop, Sao Paulo. <laughs> um, so, uh, what did I ask you before I-
2: Did I tinder? Or oh, yeah, did you tinder? You, did you, what was it like for you? I tried that. Tinder was weird. I tried some dating sites- which ones? I tried eHarmony. Christian Christian Mingle? Christian, <laughs> farmers, farmers only? Farm, farmers, black people meet. Yeah. <laughs> um, amputee only? Uh, <laughs>
0: I did. <laughs> when you really want love to hot, go out on a limb? A
2: hotcorner.org. Hey, I, I, made,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I made an amputee joke. I'm going to repeat it just in case you didn't hear it. Amputee only when you when love really wants to go out on a limb. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> thank you shout- <laughs> joshwolf.com blindpeoplemeet.com uh i tried
2: that but it was weird it was like and i think too that was like you know by I'm the like, way
0: those those two jokes jiffy wild helped me with a long time ago just because he's listening <laughs> <laughs> thanks yeah, jiff yeah yeah shout out to jiff
2: uh, uh yeah that, that was kind of weird i don't know dating with, i think it's weird when you're a comedian who like i i always tell people i'm not famous but if you're a fan of comedy, you've probably heard of me. And that's just like some girl that doesn't, she she hasn't seen you on TV. So then she's like, wait, how old are you? And you're still just like, and you're like, no, I make my living doing this. Like I'm, I'm okay at it, you know? And it's not, it's not like a regular profession where after 20 years you get this, you're at this level. It's like, you know, and the phone could ring today for either one of us that changes everything. Probably not for you. Probably not somehow. (laughs)
0: Um, (laughs) Let's be honest. I mean, probably. Yeah, I'm, it's it's not going to happen. Not one of us are no, going to go just, anywhere. That's why we're here. Right we're now. in a room with an empty couch. Yeah, I mean, this is the saddest fucking That porn. couch looks like every couch, every boom boom room I've ever been in. That couch was it. <laughs> boom boom. Oh, room? The boom boom room. My I remember the last I haven't been to a strip club in years. Mm-hmm. The last strip club I was in, I'm not going to I'm not going to say who I was with because people know who he is so let's just say his name is steve mm-hmm. because that's his name no let's just say <laughs> and we were in vegas and he goes hey let's go over to this strip club And i'm like uh, all right i go because even then even though this is the last time i was went i it never was the, i know it's always uh, a weird thing if you went with a group of guys bachelor party and it's a party and you're laughing and you're joking and drinking one or two people, that's creepy for me. Yeah, it is. It right. gets,
2: you just sitting there. And then,
0: because basically what happens is you all split up and go into the boom boom room. So, you, and then it's like, you're not even there with your friends and yeah. you leave separately. And like, that's not, I'm not on board. Yeah. So he's sitting there and I go, um, where do you want to go? And he was like, and I go, it's your nightmare, wherever you want to go. He goes, oh, let's go to Spearmint Rhino. And I go, okay. I go, well, why, you like it there? He goes, well, I don't know. I've never really been there. And um, we walk in, and it's as, black we're, above a wall. as <laughs> we're walking in, the doorman goes, hey, Steve. <laughs> and I go, you never been here? He's like, oh, maybe I was here once. So you walk, have to walk past the door <laughs> where you show ID. They didn't even make you show ID. We get to the place. So it goes door, money. It's mm-hmm. two different people. And the, people behind the person of the cashier is like, was well, that Steve? No charge. Oh. You and Steve? Yeah. Walk right in. Now, we're, so we walk past the doorman who knew him. We walk past the cashier who knew him. The security guard high-fives him. <laughs> Big Steve! <All> right.
2: <laughs> Always happens to first-time yeah. customers. Always happens. New guy, up top, free. S- so I look at him and I go, Hey, uh, are
0: you sure? <laughs> I love how you're still not convinced. I was just waiting for him to. He goes, I've been here a couple of times, but he goes, but I, he goes, they just know me because you know people know who I am. I go, um, okay, all right, but he called you Big Steve, which means is, that implies he's met you a couple times. Yeah. that's not like a you know right. I recognize Ryan Gosling on the street. I'm like oh. Big Ryan, hey, RG <laughs> up top, the <laughs> <gosh>! What's up? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a little in. He's a little informal Big Steve is a little informal What's up Goose? Do you know what I mean? (laughs) So we walk in Not kidding Three girls sprint Apparently whoever gets to Steve first Mm. Is making the money Yeah. It was like a fucking I mean they were giving heismas to each other I mean the girl basically Got to him first, touched his arm Hey Steve, and the other girls you could see go Walk back and he goes, oh, hey, hey. And she goes, I'm sorry I missed you last week. And I was like, dude. And he goes, oh, I came here for the night last week. I was just for I didn't have anything to do. I'm like, you mean besides being home yeah. with your family <laughs> in Los Angeles? And he goes, well, I just popped in for a couple hours. I'm like. To, to, so ve- spe- to Vegas. To so the Spearmint Rhino in Vegas? Yeah. I go, you know there's one in the valley, yeah. right? Like, you don't have to fly. Hey, honey, just run it out. No, he was like, he, okay, I'll tell you what he said. He told me what he said, and I'm not giving it away. He Because, you know, there's three clubs in town. You could go out on a Friday and do three and leave your house at 7.30 and come back at 2 in the morning. Easy. Sure. You do three sets, you hang out with your friends. Mm -hmm. He was telling his wife, that's where he was doing, and he was going to Vegas probably... Three Fridays out of the month. Two Fridays out of the month. Wow. And we had a long talk that night. Yeah, that's a sit down like, and hey, I was brother. Like, hey, man, you're about to fuck up in a big, bad way. And he was like, I don't think so. I'm like, mm, yeah. Do you think these girls are going to keep it quiet for you? Is that what you're hoping? Yeah. <laughs> is it the stripper code of silence? Is that what you're hoping yeah. for? When the money train <laughs> dries up. what? When... Yeah. Now, I've had other friends where... I walked into those places and they recognized them, but not to this level. Yeah. This was like you need to reel it in a yeah, little bit. Yeah,
2: and you're spending you gotta spend a lot of money to get them to remember you like that.
0: He was dropping I would bet you one to two thousand a night. Oh my God. So that's not counting whatever he was gambling and all that shit. The plane ticket. <laughs> yeah, I I'm sure he had some frequent flyer miles, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was never a strip club guy really. It was one of those things when I was younger, when younger, going with my friends.
2: Yeah, you go, we gotta go, and you'd go and you'd laugh, but even then, you'd I'd always go. Ah, I just felt, I always would feel a little like dirty, did, creepy
0: at the end of it. You know the one time I did like going. Okay, so my, my Jacob, my youngest son he went to preschool at the Jew school over here at Temple Israel. <laughs> and so the Jew school is like mm, three blocks from seventh Vale. So sometimes, you know, when you show up somewhere and you show up too early, so you don't have time to go anywhere, right. but you don't want to fucking sit in the parking lot. Yeah. So one day I drove down the seventh Vale and I see three other fathers from the Jew school. <laughs> and I'm like, what's up guys? And he's like, Hey, so we used to go like a half an hour before and go down. And, cause it was funny. Afternoon strippers are the best because they're making money on their personality. Do you know what I mean? Like, they they're the ones that can do tricks and they're funny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The last time I went, this was in the, uh, this woman walks turns a corner and she was like, "Hey guys." And we had never known anything personal about her until she turns around and she goes, "No, no, no, baby. Mommy will be right back. I got to work." And I was like, "Okay. Well, Bring the kids to work here uh, at the strip club. Bring I'm gonna, your kids to work day. I'm gonna have to go ahead and bow out of uh. tipping you. Uh, <laughs> anybody? Now I know how you got that that C-section scars right uh. backstage. I'm gonna have to. Oh, it was terrible. God, it was it was it was. That's see, that's the thing. That's why I'm like I can't go because. You ever you ever see a girl you know dancing who no. didn't? No, I did that happen to me once Really? In L.A. Actress. This girl who lived on my floor in my building, and she was, like, this famous actress from Montreal. Like, you looked her up, and you were like, oh, she's done fucking everything. And she got here, and I was like, "No, oh, she's dating David Arquette. Like, that is, like, a huge—that's where you are. Right. And then she just couldn't get any work here. Yeah. And so she started stripping. It was t- terrible, terrible, terrible. Because that's the thing. That's the, the
2: other reason why every time I, it would be so. I mean, I haven't been in years, but I would, I would go, yeah. And then just like you, there's no one, there's no good reasons why anyone's. It's the kid or the job. There's some horrible like series yeah. of events, and you're just like, oh god, I gotta get out of here, man.
0: I, I know. I I always. And by the way, the I think and I when I was in college I dated a girl who stripped yeah, did, yeah. uh but um I will tell you like I I, I hate the 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 they I know it sounds like I'm sticking up for them but they get a bad rap they're nice enough people they're no, nice enough people and I would say the same thing like they're not I don't
2: think that they're bad I don't I don't I get I, I'm not like they're nice oh, they're, people they're not they're nice people I get it they're cool but just you, there's always some like bum out story or like oh, man I would
0: say the same thing about uh uh, porn stars. Like, yeah. Uh, my thing is, like I don't know why people, like, live and let live. If they want to have sex for a living, that, to me, if you want to have sex for a living, that is not a knock one way or the other on your character. No, that tells me nothing about who you are. Well, for me, it's like, if you want to take your clothes
2: off, if you want to have sex for a living, there's nothing wrong with that. But I also just know that there's usually some yes. things that happen to get you to that yes. place. And that's where I'm like, oh, man.
0: Yeah, but you but know, but, like, but I think that some of the stigmas that we put on people who end up stripping or going into the into porn do, does not help with their feeling of self, for whatever reason they got into it. The stigmas that we heap onto them yeah, that's true that's circles true. them down. Like, look honestly, dude, if you're a dude with a twelve inch cock, which you're not, but <laughs> nine and a half. <laughs> if you're a dude with a twelve inch cock and you were like, I think I'm gonna fuck girls for a couple of years in porn what's your if your buddy was like I'm gonna get into porn for a couple of years would you try to dissuade him I think I would would you I would because I would just be like
2: look man first of all now it's on the internet it's out there yeah I go that's always gonna follow you around and and that is true people and, get fired from their jobs you know so so you like these stigmas are they unfair absolutely but they're there and people are gonna put them on you and so I'd just be like go in eyes wide open just know that people are gonna always put that label on you. It's like being an ex-con or something, like it's always gonna kinda be there. And, you know, think about, just think about that. And I mean, do you wanna have a serious relationship? Down the road? If you don't, if you're just like, I'm gonna play here. I got my 12-inch dick, I'm like, right. okay, great. But I'm saying, if you wanna be serious down the road, it might be, a just I, would just, I would just, I would tell the guy, I would never try to like flat out dissuade, Yeah. but I would just be like, think about this all the way through, because it's not just, oh, I get to have sex with hot chicks. There's a lot more to it than that, and there's a lot of people involved in that business that are skeevy.
0: There's the mob. Oh, the, I, mean, yeah, you know yeah. I mean,
2: that's the thing. I'd be like, dude, Have you drugs. ever been on a porn set?
0: No. It's the unsexiest thing of all time. Right. And they stop down all the time. You know those dudes stay hard. A lot of those dudes get injections in their dick. So they get a needle and and I forget what they inject them with in the base of their dick. Ugh. Look, I'm tapping out right there. Right, right there is where I tap out. Like that's why when when people are like, are you gonna get uh, your tubes tied? It's non-invasive. They they cut a hole in my sack, right? That seems like the most invasive thing you could do to me. <laughs> How can you? I heard a doctor try to tell me it's non-invasive. You're you're cutting open my testicles, yes? Like my sack? Yeah. That's invasive. Yeah. That's, that's it, like me fucking sticking my finger down your throat going, that's not invasive not at all. It's not invasive. No, just suck on that
2: finger. It's, my thumb is in your butthole. It's <laughs> not invasive, Josh. I'm just this, one guy saying hi to another guy. I, like, that is not, that to me, the, mm, 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 mm. well, that's the other thing. Like, when you just say, hey, I'm just having sex with girls, but you got to look at the whole thing. Yeah. And it's like if, if a girl were to say to me, you know, I want to go strip, I'd say, okay. But what kind of guys are going there? And then not all these girls, but a lot of them get – there's coke and there's all kinds of criminal shit happening. And it goes back to what we said at the top of this show, your environment.
0: Yeah, you're right. Who
2: you're around. And I just – I got to believe, like, whatever your environment is, like, my environment is – I do podcasts. It's fun. I do comedy. Like my, I got surf buddies. I go to yoga class. Like it's all pretty positive. Patchouli. Patchouli. I go to patchouli <laughs> tastings. I go.
0: <laughs> patchouli tastings.
2: <laughs> Is this a '98 patchouli? Go, I, go, <laughs> I go to gluten-free
0: seminars. I go to a lot. Do you know, by the way? Uh, let me just, by the way, go on record and say I wouldn't want a 12-inch cock. I'm going to say that right now. Where would you put it? Well, who would you put it in? It seems like 12-inch cock would be... That's aggressive. Some girls would be like, no. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I would think that some people would not be in favor of a 12-inch cock. Yeah, they'd be like, that's too much. Yeah. it's too much dick. Too much dick. Nobody's yeah. ever accused me of having too much dick. <laughs> Can you reel a little of that in? That's too much dick. Just once in my life, I would like to hear someone Ooh, say... Ooh, too much dick.
1: <laughs> so too much dick.
0: That's too much, Dick. Oh God! Now tell me about your podcast. How long have you been doing it?
2: Comedy film nerds. Uh, we've been doing it since late two thousand nine. Uh, it's my um, co-host Chris Mancini. It's a weekly show. We're going to have you on. I'm so glad you. This is why I love podcasting. We haven't seen each other in years, but when are we going to sit and talk for an hour? Yeah, it's a podcast, and now we're going to have you on our show. I would love to. It, it, it's great. It's a weekly uh, movie review show. It's on iTunes. We've been doing it for a long time. Uh, one guy who works for us Is here, Aaron, yeah. has uh, got his University of Arizona shirt on. God bless him. Go Cats. Uh, that's my alma mater. Yeah, it's
0: your alma mater too. That's right. Yeah. Um, It's, my fiance. it's your fiance. fiance's alma mater? Yeah. That's right. Bear down.
2: That's an Arizona thing.
0: Is that what that means? Bear down? Yeah, well, there's a
2: whole slogan, Bear down Arizona. Some guy like in 1910 on the football team got was on his deathbed and he was like, tell them, tell the team to bear down. And then that's there. Oh really? Yeah, that's what everywhere. What a great story! Isn't it great
0: Button Salmon, ladies and gentlemen. That's his name. Button Salmon. His last name is S A L M O N. I believe so. I, I think I've told this story before, but a girl I dated in in college always said Salmon. Yeah. And I was like, it's not. It's, it's Salmon. Yeah. Salmon. She was like, it's got an L in it. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That doesn't matter a, to me. Get a dictionary. Yeah. That yeah. That was, that <laughs> that like.
2: yeah. Button Sam. Salmon Seven said, Bear down. Tell them, tell the team to bear down. That's the fight song. Listen, and- in
0: 1910, way cooler names. Oh, yeah. Because Button Salmon, like that. you know what I mean? You couldn't get. Button Salmon lived right. in 1910. Right. And you know what he said? He said something. Like, he said stuff like, Yeah, I'm going to go downtown. See? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm Button Salmon. See, I'm going to go downtown. Yeah, copper, take me downtown if you yeah. want to take me down. Yeah. I'm going to speed up the giddy up and go downtown. Yeah, I'm Button Salmon. Yeah. <laughs> Bear down, fellas. Bear <laughs> down all the way. Who's got a little bit of that hooch? See, <laughs> I wouldn't, like, Button Salmon
2: is like a perfect 1910 great. name. Great. And he's the guy who you want to write your fight song. <laughs> Fucking
0: Button Salmon. Come on. Bear down, Arizona. God damn it. I, I, I would tell you right now, I wouldn't mind being named Button Salmon. It's a great name. You have a good name, Graham Elwood. That's a good name. I'll take it. You got Josh Wolf. You're the Lobo. You're the Wolf. Come yeah, on, Graham now. Elwood. Like you could be like your Graham Elwood. When I hear Graham Elwood, that dude's got a personality. <laughs> Graham Elwood. Are you kidding me? The Graham Elwood Hour. I, would, I don't even know. I would fucking turn that on. The Graham Elwood Hour? Yeah, I'll fucking. I had, I, when I, one of the game shows, I hope, but there was a, movie,
2: a TV reviewer that shelled the show and said it was awful and was like, oh, Graham Elwood, if that's even his real name. like, like That's
0: the one you choose. Yeah,
2: my real name, my, I'm like Murray Sapowski yeah. and I'm like, Graham
0: Elwood. If I was going to change my name, it would be to Button Salmon. That goddamn Bear Down. Uh, I forgot to say this at the top of the uh, show. I want to make sure that I get this out. Hey, podcasters, I need your help on three things. One, uh, the Fairly Normal Podcast just got asked to do a live podcast <gasps> at the Wild West Comedy Festival nice. in Nashville on May twenty first. Nashvillians, I need you there. Here's what'll happen: if I sell tickets, that means it's... that they'll invite me to do Fairly Normal at other pe- at other festivals, right? That this is the litmus test. So please come support. Tell your friends in Nashville, May 21st. It's on a Saturday at 4 o'clock. No fucking excuses. Be there. Also, um, in Seattle, I'm, I'm, I'm at Bellevue at Parlor Live, which is a great club. That's a great club. But I'm there over Memorial Day weekend. It's <laughs> so, a, a tough sell. <laughs> <That's> a tough, <laughs> yeah, Your energy level one. that's a great club. Ooh, <laughs> that's a tough sell. <laughs> Because it's a long weekend, the weather is gonna be nice in Seattle for the first time, and uh, it's kind of the It's so hey, you know, everybody, pick one show that's oh, all I'm on. saying. One show, come one on. show, just come to po- one. Come show. on, podcasters, that's all I'm you
2: saying. You can barbecue and then come to what show? Come to one fucking show, but uh, yeah, but that's the thing though. We talk about this at, at Comedy Filmers, we always tell the fans, like, come out and support, and yeah. there's so many ways you can support because a lot of these podcasts are free. And people are like, well, how can I support well come to a live show, buy yeah. a ticket, you know, come see you in Nashville, you know? I'm headlining uh, Portland, Oregon, uh, Helium Comedy Club, May
0: twelfth. Fucking great club. I love that club. One night only, Thursday night in I Portland. have a lot of people in Portland. Guys, you will not uh you will not hate me for sending you to this <laughs> show. Good endorsement. Well, I've, I've endorsed some things where people are like, I fucking hate you. For fucking... <laughs> uh, but he's super funny. Super, super funny. Not like today on the podcast, but funny. <laughs> 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 you know what else? I will tell you something. And, and this is, to me, different between comics and other walks of life. Not years since I've seen you. Mm-hmm. But I feel like comics just kind of pick up. Oh, yeah, dude. It, it's, it's because what this is, because our lives
2: are so, you know... We're always out there, especially now. As you get older, you're not you're not an open mic or just doing sets every night around yeah. town. You're out on the road. You're doing shows. You're working on whatever. So when we see each other, it is sort of immediate. Just like, because uh, we're right back to some show at Luna Park yeah. or whatever, or that bar at the Hollywood Improv or wherever we were oh, hanging out. Oh, my God. You know? Just like laughing. I was at a party... Uh, Retta, the joke diva, had her, had this party on and Saturday. The pink party? The pink party.
0: I was in Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah, exactly. Go, yeah.
2: I've missed it years in, in a row. And yeah. I was finally home and I went there and just saw all these comics and we were just laughing our asses off. And you're really joking and ball busting and it's just like,
0: I think there's a shared, even though I don't know the shows you've done, I don't know where you've been doing them the last couple of years, there is a shared experience that I know- Yeah. I know a certain bit of your life. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like you say parlor
2: live. I've been there. Yeah. I know the hotel they put you. I'm like, oh, there's that Chipotle across the street. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know
0: what radio shows I'm going to do. You know yes. the general schedule I'm going to be on.
2: Oh, you got to lay over in Denver. There's a Jamba Juice. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's fucking love it. Great Jamba Juice. Like, like yeah. I don't have to explain to you, nor you explain to me what a hotel room in the Midwest, like no. some Hampton Inn by the freeway. I don't need to explain that you like immediately get it found
0: a toenail in the hotel room this, yeah. this... <sighs> amen brother yeah, like... it was a tough one it was by the it was <laughs> on the side table by the lamp oh. and I was just looking at it like that is a, ah. either the biggest thumb in the world or a toenail so I was in
2: Portland years ago what's Did the worst they...
0: you can tell me the worst thing you saw in a hotel
2: uh, this is one of them okay um, not for a gig The Helium Comedy Club Put you up in a great hotel Great hotel Great hotel Crown Plaza Yeah Saltwater pool Ah Ooh, You fuck. swim in hotel uh, pools I swim you laps sick fuck I'm a diseased weirdo you, you swim in hotel pools I love swimming laps Do you? I just I got, Are you ripped right now? I'm trying to be I'm nice and tight and Ripped
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry we made eye contact When you said that <laughs> <laughs> I, made it, I made it really uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> i made it really uncomfortable that was, that was you did it was a i kind of creeped
2: myself out yeah, just to It hair. was a little bit okay <laughs> so uh i was up there visiting family i got family up in portland and um stayed at a hotel and uh went for the ah, i don't want to spend this much money on the nice hotel we'll go a slightly less oh there was a like a graveyard of toenails by the bed and it was like and i was the girl i was dating at the time was like what she was and she was trying to be nice she was like i told you i should have got the nicer hotel so we called it the toenail inn it was it was horrifying you didn't leave no (laughs)
0: Uh, prepaid deal What am i an asshole
2: what have i made of mine i did cable (laughs) game shows i've never been on
0: network tv listen i i did it i did i was doing a show i won't say where but I was in a hotel. I will say the hotel. It was a Radisson. Mm,
2: that is no, a gamble. <laughs> might have
0: been a Ramada. Ramada is such a. It I, might have been a Ramada. They you, put me up in the Ramada and I said to them. You got a 70% chance it's going to be shitty in right. Ramada. So I said, we're doing the Ramada. And they go, yeah. I go, they, this is what they said. This is one of the nice Ramadas. And I was like, that does not bode well for me. No. Because you're now you're already admitting most of them right. suck a dick. Yeah, you're saying, I know I'm putting you in a hotel chain yes. that's pretty shitty. Yes. So what I always do when I get into a hotel, always, 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 is I put my bag down solidly, and then I carry, like, sometimes I'll carry a book, and I'll throw it in the middle of the room. Now, when you throw, some, uh, bugs that live in the carpet wake up to vibration. They can, sle- fleas and shit, sleep forever. But when the vibration is what wakes them up, They'll go to the vibration. So if there's any bugs, they'll you can hear them jump on the book. You can oh, I do that all the time, God. even at the good hotels. And then I always check for bed bugs. Always, 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 always. So I walk in. Before I get to throw the book down, so just the vibration of me walking in by the front door, I feel three bites on my calf. And I'm like, nope. I back everything out. I go down to the front desk and I go, excuse me um i got some bug bites on my leg and she goes you in room 417 and i said what and she goes you in room 417 yeah the last three guests have said that i go what why am i why is there anybody in room 417 why haven't you fucking (laughs) smoked the shit out of that room so i go can i see a manager and she goes sure manager comes out i go hi i got some bug bites and she goes oh i don't know why that would happen and I go, really? Because this woman right here, and right when I said that, you could see the woman who said it to me go, oh, no, oh. said she knew the room right away that I was in, 417. And the manager looked at her and I was like, oh, no, I think I just got her fired. Right. But to be, and I didn't mean to, and I apologized to her. I was like, I'm so sorry that happened. She was like, it's OK. I fucking hate this job anyways. But I said to the manager, I go, how are you putting people in room 417? Are you just hoping that the bugs will die? You know what she said to me? Well, last week, we turned the heat up really hot. And then this week, we turned it down really cold. And we figured one of them would kill them.
1: That's what they did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was what you did? Listen, unless this thermostat is 190, or you can get it down to minus 80, the bugs can live in 85 and 50. Do you not have...
2: an exterminator sir, sir, exterminator or just seven dollars for a can of raid like what the fuck? fuck like what that and that's the fuck that's what you're talking about the shared experience because when you tell this to people that don't travel they but, think it's insane no but they I, go no way and you go no no and 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 like my girlfriend has seen me get kind of frustrated she's like gram it's i go i'm fucking done yes like run your goddamn business the right way you know, and when I've had, comp- you know, gigs try to, well, oh, can we put you up here? No, I want, I'm a big Hilton guy. Yeah, me I, too. So I go, because here's the thing about a Hampton Inn. Anywhere in the country, smallest town, there's a Hampton. Yep. And it's, they're the same. Yep. Free breakfast. The new Hamptons are nice. They're, they're nice. Yeah. They don't look fancy from the outside. New Hamptons are nice. They always got a decent desk with an office chair you can get work done in your room. Yep. Decent bed, decent shower. Everything's fucking the same. It's solid. You know, and then and when they I they always like, oh well, you know, this probably hasn't happened in a while, but you know, in some oh, some hotels, like, oh, can you guys can you in the opening act share a room? Fuck you. What do you
0: think I am? Fifteen? Fuck you. I won't even share. My brother's like, we're going to Vegas, you wanna share a room? No. What am I? A fucking eight? I know. I'm not I'm not a high school volleyball team. <laughs> no. I'm a grown <laughs> goddamn. man. Like, like what the fuck? I'm a b i am I run a business. <laughs> I will tell you, the one part in my life. That I will say that I'm probably pickier than the average person because I'm a very laid back, whatever, is in my travel. And people ask me why. And I say because I spend, no exaggeration, half of my life on the road. Dude. So that that means I equate the road as my second home. So I always tell people, if you walked into your house, Mm -hmm. would you set up your house to a point where you don't like it? Would you live in a house that didn't have water pressure? Would you live in a house where the bed was shitty, cold? Right now, if I if I traveled once a month, every once a month every, or once every six, whatever, whatever, you wouldn't care. No, but I'm really particular, and and in my, you know what my particular is? This is it's pretty easy. No bugs. That's rule number one. <laughs> wow, you're such a <laughs> fucking diva. No bugs. Water pressure. Mm-hmm. I, you know, sometimes, and people who travel a lot will tell you, sometimes you get the mattress, you can tell where everybody's yeah. always light, where, where the spot everybody lies, because yeah. it's got that big indent. Can't have that. Can't have the indent bed. Um, and place with a gym. Got to have a gym. Yeah, I got to be able gym. to work out. Yep. Like, I'm a, I, like what am I supposed to do? I, I just like, that's why- I can why only I, go to
2: Chipotle so many times. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. That's why I, I like a pool. I like swimming laps. I swim laps or find a gym. You pee in the pool? No, no, no. I'm not an animal. You don't pee in the pool? No. There's chlorine in there.
0: What, what am I, a savage? I have a restroom. There's usually a bathroom in my hotel room that I'll typically use. <laughs> <laughs> but if you were in the pool and you had to pee, you'd get up, get out of the pool, go to the bathroom, pee, and then get back in the pool? Yes. There's usually a bathroom right next to the pool. But you'd break up your laps? Would you walk into the bathroom barefoot? Wait a minute now. What's so been- you get out of the pool to pee? Do you walk into well, the- ho- I, Here's what I do. I when I swim laps, yeah. I go to the bathroom
2: right before. Mm-hmm. And then I go bathroom after. I swim after about 30, 35 minutes. In a row?
0: Yeah, bitch. Holy shit. That's right, Johnny. Dude, that's fucking the la, the lats crazy right well, I got now? Crazy lats. What, I got, what I got. do you do? Do you doggy paddle? I do doggy. Yeah. <laughs> <Are> you <laughs> dead man's float for 30 minutes? <laughs> There's a phone call? Well, oh, somebody's listening. Oh, hey. Hey, is this Justin? Justin.
1: Justin. Hey, buddy! What's going on? H- hey,
0: how are you, man?
1: I'm doing really well. How are you doing?
0: Good. Have you ever had you ever heard of Graham Elwood before?
1: No, I hadn't. And uh, once again, fairly normal. Bringing you these awesome people, Graham. You're you're incredible. Your turnaround time is phenomenal.
0: Thanks, dude. Yeah, <laughs> turnaround. I'm telling you, right from the divorce, the turnaround time is good. But you know, <laughs> uh, but you know what the I'll tell you something, Justin, it's something like a common theme the last couple of weeks on the show, which is like, not even the last couple of weeks, a lot of, it's, it comes back to, I like having positive people and people who, who don't dwell on negative and know that you have one fucking ride. You got one ride. And the other thing too, is it's like,
2: cause I mean, when I was in those dark days, I'm sure you, were. You, I'm like, well, what are the, you, you run through the options. I'm going to quit. I'm going to think, I'm even, even like, I'm going to fucking kill myself or whatever. And you go, come on. Yeah. Like no, and you got, and then you look at the good things when you find the good things. Yeah, you know, oh, I got a gig. Oh, you know what? And and I would, you know what? This Hampton Inn does have a nice pool I can swim laps mm-hmm. in, and you know what? There's a free breakfast. Great. Yep. I'm fed. I'm clothed. I got a gig, and then you go to a show, and everyone afterwards says you're awesome. I'll I'll, I'll give you. This is the other example I wanted to give. After the guy said, you know. Talk to yourself the way you would your best friend. Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago, I did a couple of bar gigs in Lake Havasu.
0: Oh my God! Right? Are you
2: kidding? You did? I did. This guy, this bar owner, a year ago saw me uh, headlining in Vegas and was like, "I got this bar." I was like, "Fine." He does it on Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Fine." I went back there, and they're they're packed. It's fun. It's it's the big comedy night, so the yeah. whole town comes out. So they're great shows. Sometimes those bar gigs can be a lot yes. of fun. The money's not great, but hey, I sell some merch. He puts me up in a decent hotel. It's great. And, but you know, I can get in my head, oh God, what am I doing? No, no, it's fine, take the gig, it's cool. right And after the second show, uh, it's him and his wife own it, they're real nice people. And his wife comes up and says, did you see that older guy that was kind of sitting against the wall? Uh, that guy in like his late 50s or 60s? I go, yeah, he came up to me and said, because I guess they do like a comedy night like twice a yeah. month or something like that. He goes, you know, I'm, I'm suffering from cancer, and it's th- they just told me it's starting to go in my brain. And thank you for putting on this comedy show for an hour and a half. I didn't have to think about it.
0: That's uh, that was worth everything.
2: There you go. And it's like I'm so glad I went to Lake Havasu. Yeah, that's worth everything. Did a right bar there. gig. Yep. You know, and I drove home with the, some money and five hour drive across the desert. I actually like driving across it. And I was like, that's and you get those those reminders of like it's not about. Like, I don't give a shit about being famous. Mm-hmm. I just want financial security. That's the only thing that frustrates me, Yeah, is the like, type, I'm gig to gig, I pay my bills, I don't have much left over. That's the only thing that really frustrates me, and it's not about, I don't give a shit about fame or fancy cars, I don't fucking care about that crap. I just want to do work with people I like, do work I enjoy, yeah. and work with
0: people I like and respect. That's where I'm at now, too. Sorry, uh, uh, Justin. Justin, you, you're awesome. Did you have a question for Graham or me?
1: No, you know what, not to bring it down, like I, I love the whole you have to be your best friend. It, it sounds yeah. super corny, but as you're explaining it, I'm sitting there and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm super hard on myself. But yeah. like I'm the dear Abby of people that Man. know me. They come to me, oh, I have this problem, this problem, this problem. And I'm always super positive with them, but when it comes to myself, I'm super hard on myself. And to hear it put that way, it's just it's really like self-assuring. It's It's really, really great.
0: That was a huge, when you said it, I said the same thing. I was like, oh my God, that seems so simple, but it's so fucking true. Because I think
2: I, I think if you, you know, as a comic or whatever, like if you have the type of brain that's sort of highly analytical and, you know, that's a good thing. You analyze things, but for me, then I can kind of analyze too much and, oh, I'm, and then I start judging myself or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it seems, it's one of those things, it's so simple. It's like a simple thing for a complicated person. <laughs> yeah. And- you know, you know. My friend was like, he goes, I look in the mirror and say, I love you, and I was like, oh boy. But you no, know, so I, so I don't That's talk you to know. yourself. Yeah, don't be weird. Yeah, probably not gonna do that. Don't be a,
1: <laughs> don't, be a, don't, be a don't be a
2: pussy, Justin. <laughs> but
1: but, but <laughs> no, hey man, I jerk off to myself every morning. Thatta congratulations. Atta boy, give yeah. yourself
2: a hot corner. You've earned it. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: a hot corner come on that's why I do yoga look at Aaron's trying it right now <laughs> trying it Right now, bear down it's man. almost like dabbing but with your dick yeah it's good stuff it's a dick dab it's, <laughs> it's um, a, that's gonna be cam's new move the uh, dick dab <laughs> um
1: but no, here's, here's a, what's that good old dd yeah double d double d but here's
2: the thing though but the way I started talking to myself I go well I was gonna talk to myself like I would a buddy. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be, I love you. I'm gonna go, hey man, you know I got your back. It's mm-hmm. all good, it's gonna work out, don't worry about it. Like, I got your, it's all good. You know, I love you like a brother. Like the thing I would say to a boy, I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I was like, and when I talk to myself that way, I get out of my head quicker. So like, I don't have these like, it still can happen, but like, the oh, this thing happened and the whole day's ruined. I can choose to reset the day.
0: Well, that's the thing is I always say that, too. Like, you're uh, you're choosing how you want to spend your time. You want to spend it kicking rocks? Right. Fucking kick rocks. But you're not doing It's not going to change what just happened. No. It's not going to. Nothing you can do can change what just happened because it already happened. It's done. So then, yeah, you have to take a step forward. Justin, how is your new job in Nashville?
1: It's phenomenal, man. I'm, I'm having an absolute blast. This city is incredible.
0: How are we going to? We're going to get some people down to that podcast on May 21st.
1: Yeah, and you know what's so funny is that you're mentioning, like, oh, Pamela Anderson and all these bigger names. I think Steve-O is going to be here that same weekend. Um, and everybody that I'm talking to, again, I'm self-promoting uh, you the crap out of while uh, while I'm down here. Um, everybody's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Josh Wolf. I'm going to Josh Wolf. You, you talk about these other people like Steve-O, and they're like, oh, fuck that. Yeah, so we're gonna pack it, man.
0: I would fucking love that. Four o'clock on a Saturday. We'll we'll have a couple drinks together. It'll be great to see. I, I finally meet you face to face. Yeah, and podcast.
1: Absolutely, man.
0: I'll be your button salmon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bear down, Justin. Bear down. How great is that name, Justin? Be, button salmon? But,
1: it, that's my that's my drag name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. That is a great drag name. If you, button if you,
1: salmon girl. What would you, what,
0: if you came out dressed as button salmon, just tell me what song you would come out to. Have you, what would be your drag oh, song?
1: Copacabana. Copacabana. Oh
0: yeah.
1: Copacabana.
0: Button salmon does come out to Copa Cabana. <laughs> right. They fell in love. Two,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, um, yeah, man. And, and Justin, I'm, I'm super happy that things are going well for you in Nashville and thank you for always calling in and supporting the show, man. I, I really appreciate it. I can't tell you how much.
1: No worries, buddy. Uh, I will say, hey, podcastawards.com, vote for uh, Fairly Normal with Josh Wolf for People's Choice and Comedy. Um, nominations end on April 30th.
0: You're the man. Thanks, Thank brother. you very much.
1: Have a good night, guys. Grand pleasure talking to you, man. I can't wait to check out uh, Afghanistan.
2: Thanks, brother. Thanks, Justin. And listen to comedy okay, film nerds. It. Comedy film nerds. Yeah, <laughs>
1: On
0: iTunes.
2: tell me. Yeah,
1: I getting
2: good idea. <laughs> All right,
0: <laughs> tell me. Tell everybody how about Afghanistan and and so you. I remember you. You were doing a lot of those tours. I was going. You know, to... my oldest son did boots on the ground in Afghanistan. I did not know that. Yeah, I did not know that. Wow, it was a crazy time.
2: Well, that's the thing um, about why one of the reasons so I, I started going first time I went to Afghanistan was in 04. Mm-hmm. I went 04, 06, 07. So almost every in the shit too. That's, yes. that's deep in the shit. It's deep in the shit. We were going to small fire bases mm-hmm. like 25 guys in a tent or standing on a flatbed truck, you know, like not like big US not no slam on the USO. The USO's great yeah. forces entertainment are great, but these are just little independent tours that that other comics had set up. And, uh, so you're playing these little firebases and you got to see, you want to talk about put some perspective on some shit Mm -hmm. and you know, my family, I'd go over there for two weeks and be flipped out and scared. And I'd be like, okay, imagine you're, imagine I'm deployed for 12 months. You know this, you know this better than anyone. You had a child in a war zone for Mm -hmm. what, a year? Mm -hmm. Like that's no joke, man. Mm -mm. Like Rocky LaPorte had a son that was in Iraq and, uh, that's one of the things. So the movie was basically I went over there with just a little handy cam and shot what it was like. So it's like being in the war zone through an eyes of a comedian. And, you know, it was
0: it was a labor of love. It cost me it cost me my house. But uh <laughs> why did you decide to go all the way through with the documentary?
2: Well, uh a good friend of mine, Tim Bennett, who's like a writing partner, and we produced this short film together, um, this, this Hello Junkie about this cop thing. And that, that, that. So we'd done that. We'd always been working together. And I told him, I said, you know, I got asked to go over there. And I and I had a day to think about it. So I saw him the next day. Uh, Mike Burton, actually, it was his tour. And yeah. I, yeah. I was at the Hollywood Improv, and he told me all about it. And it's crazy. He goes, I'm not going to lie to you. You're going into a war zone, but it's really rewarding. And I go, Shh. he goes, I need a guy next month. And I was like, ah. Oh. And he goes, you got a day to think about it. I said, all right. He goes, because I need time for the Department of Defense. Yeah. Like, it's no joke. You don't just book a gig. Like, they do a background check and all this shit. And so the next day I was meeting with my buddy Tim, and I told him about it. He goes, oh, dude, bring a camera. Let's make a documentary. What are you talking about? This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. He goes, it's crazy. You got to do this. And I was like, okay. And I'm glad I did. And it was it's life-changing. Did you make a documentary just on that one trip or on the many trips you took over? I it was on the one trip the first time i went over there um i took some footage from the second trip cuz mm-hmm. it took so long to make them to to make the movie um but it's all footage of me in in it's no it's i didn't pay for any it's all my footage it's right. me riding on black hawk helicopter And this first tour they didn't even give us helmets like people think i'm joking like i remember i did a show uh at the UCB, and I was talking about that, and Louis CK came on after me, and he was like, "Oh, I hate it when comics bullshit." There's no way he didn't have a helmet. I was like, uh, "Excuse me, Louis. Yeah, uh, here's footage of me on a helicopter, no fucking helmet." And they gave us real thin, shitty Kevlar. Like it was like it was like road gigs. It was, it was like a yoder <laughs> run. It
0: wasn't. It wasn't Kevlar. It was like a crossing guard, yeah, a orange it's vest. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thick cotton. It's a real thick. It's reflector, so hopefully people are shooting you. The yeah. sun will get in their eyes, yeah, and, and then, they'll miss. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm.
2: um, but it's me. Like you know, we're flying to little fire bases, and it's no joke, man. And it was like the first time I went, I was terrified, and that's what you see in the movie. And then I have sort of, I kind of figure out. I don't even know how to talk to the guys on stage, and the sort of the movie is sort of me terrifying and then there's a, there's a guy that was taking us around who was retired military was in Vietnam and mm-hmm. I was like I don't know how to relate to these I don't know what to say and he's like you don't think these guys are scared you don't you don't they just can't talk about it he goes he goes talk about what's like being a civilian they'll they'll get it and I started talking about man I'm scared this is crazy and you guys are all saying crazy shit and they, then I really started to connect with them and it what was an interesting such thing. A, such an amazing it was and then and then I went to Iraq 3 times and then I went to Kuwait and it was like from 04 to 2012, it was such a big part of my life. I'm trying to go back, but it's like, you know, when I was in Iraq, we had a hundred and some thousand guys there. Now mm-hmm. there's 1,500 people. You
1: right, know, scattered.
2: Yeah, scattered. There's 9,000 people in Afghanistan. I know comics are still going over there. Like Don Barnhart just went over there. He's a buddy of mine. So I'm trying to go back, but they're not there isn't like, like, I went over there with Scott Kennedy to Iraq and Scott- Scott Kennedy. He was- he Best. went over there fifty some times. Best. He set tours up. He was going once a month, man. Mm-hmm. He was one. He's another guy that passed away. He was. He was just an amazing, amazing guy. Like anyone out there listening, just look up Scott. Scott Kennedy.
0: Scott Kennedy was a really solid dude. Yeah, solid, solid guy.
2: And he took me to Iraq three times, and we had amazing. That's the other sex. Thing. Oh jeez, he's gay. <laughs> um, I got to get the book back.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, so,
2: but that's the other thing. Like you, you have the, you know, we, we as road comics have the shared experience. The comics that have gone overseas have a shared experience yeah. because it's like, it's, it's, it's intense, man. It's, I did
0: Guantanamo. That's no joke. It was not. That's no joke. Man. It was not. I remember, uh, I remember we were walking by the, um, where they were playing soccer and the guy goes, no, we're walking by this fence. Don't say anything. And I said, why? And he goes, oh, they'll, they'll throw shit at you. I go what? He goes. Oh, they'll lob shit over the fence. Like they'll shit in their hands and throw it over the fence. All of them. They they hold shit at so the opportune time so they can put it in their hand and throw it at you. And I was like, like monkeys. And he's like, yeah, yeah. They'll throw shit at you. They throw feces. Like they lob it over the fence. Wow. Yeah. I mean, but I will tell you, I went into the. I don't know if I've have I talked about this on here, Aaron. So, I saw all of the prisons. I saw right. the initial prison, you know, all the pictures that you saw about, this is why Guantanamo is so bad. But Guantanamo wasn't set up for prisoners, and then right. the government was like, we're sending them to Guantanamo. So, they were all held in not great situations, but I will tell you, the guards lived in the same horrible situations. Now, the guards, sure. fair enough, were free to come and go, right, because they weren't prisoners. But they were also... Subject to the uh, environment and all that shit, the new prison. Now we saw both of them. The new prison. There are two new prisons. One where the one of the inmates, one of the prisons where the inmates are not considered as dangerous. And we went up into the. They were outside, playing soccer. So we saw their little living area and their jail in their cells. And then we went up to where the cameras were. And in look, the guards they're incredibly professional. But kids, dude, what it did is put perspective for me. I never thought of people in the military, somebody else's kids, until my kid went into the military. And then I was like, oh, these are somebody's, this is somebody's child. Uh Okay. But I was like, hey, in that cell, oh, that one too, and that one, that." I go, that guy looks like he's playing PlayStation and eating Cheetos and drinking Pepsi. And he goes, he is. He said, a lot of these people don't want to go back. They like the PlayStation and the Pepsi and the Cheetos. And I said, really? And he goes, yeah. I go, why PlayStation in every cell? He goes, well, we found when we gave them PlayStation, they threw less shit at us. And I was like, oh, that's a good trade. (laughs) Now,
2: (laughs) and then you got something you can take away.
0: Yeah, exactly. Throw shit at me again, motherfucker. There goes PlayStation. There goes your PlayStation and your Cheetos. Yeah. Now, the other prison, the guy was like, the other prison is a different situation. He goes, those guys over there are a little more dangerous. And some of them we would consider to be like intelligent, evil masterminds. Like we tell our guards not to speak in front of them. And I said, why? He goes, they'll accumulate information over the year and they'll get whatever they can over the year and at the, at the end of a the year they'll all of a sudden come out of nowhere and say hey your sister Alice in Minnesota I'm going to fucking have her killed cuz he heard you yes. say 6 months ago Alice and then he heard you say Minnesota and he's just throwing it out there yeah like so they conduct like they gather information and then ment- these are 18 19 year old kids that they're jabbing do you know what i mean so yeah. they really so the two different prisons were very interesting to see and hear about. But the the guys down there, what they told me was Guantanamo has one of the highest rates for turnover because people lose their fucking mind because they get out. You know, Guantanamo, on just it's, it's just a tiny little island. Yeah. You can't go anywhere. When we were there, uh, I went there with Chelsea. they We went to McDonald's. They were out of hamburgers. Yeah. Because they just have to wait for more supplies to come. Taco Bell had no more tacos. Yeah. 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 People, that's the thing. Like
2: when I would, Scott Kennedy told me this when we would do these small fire bases. And I even heard this. I did a bunch of domestic Air Force bases last year in March through uh, Comics on Duty. And it was a bunch of. You said duty. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Fart. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, and they, uh, you know, these were small towns. This is like, you know, Altos, Oklahoma, and these Mm -hmm. little Air Force bases, but even more so in the the war zones and places like Gitmo, uh, an officer said to Scott Kennedy in Iraq, he said, he goes, you guys are saving lives. And Scott was like, what are you talking about? He goes, every time a comedy show comes through here, the suicide rate drops.
0: Do you know what they said to us about Guantanamo? They said, thank you so much, the crowd. I've never been to a more receptive crowd. Right? Okay? And I, the guy goes, nobody comes here. And I said, why? And they said, because it's not a war zone. So there's no. Gl-. And it's a political. Well, not only not that. You know, he said most comics and most entertainers want to go somewhere for the press. Here I am in Iraq. Look at me with the blackhawk yeah. right mm-hmm. here. Here I am in Afghanistan. Look at me with the tank or whatever. Here it's just island fever, and it's just us plugging away every day, getting shit thrown at us, not allowed to talk for eight hours, where people go crazy. He said, you know, the last person who came and entertained for us. I said, who? And he said, Bo Bice. And I was like, season four American Idol, Bo Bice? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, holy fuck. That was the last one. So I went down there with Chelsea, Sarah Colonna, and Chris Rangiola. And it was an amazing, right. a fucking amazing, amazing, amazing. The movie. way they thank
2: you is nothing you've ever heard uh, or felt. right. It was cr- crazy. It's, it's the only time I've ever seen anything come close to that is... Honestly, since I started podcasting, some of the podcast fans say, I listen to your show. It got me through yeah, that's this, nice. this tough time. It got me through like suicide. Like, we did this documentary called Earbuds about podcasting that's coming out later this year, and we crowdfunded it and went around and interviewed all these people. Thanks for asking me to be on it. Oh, yeah, we had a thing that day. Yeah, How long Aaron, have you been doing the show? Aaron was on it.
0: Yeah. Was Aaron on it? Yeah, How Aaron. long have you been doing your show? Uh, seven, six, seven years almost. When do you, when is like, when is, at, what year do you feel like a bump or a spike where you're like, oh, people are fucking really listening? Or I don't has know. Has that happened yet? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> wow. I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you when it, well, I'll uh, tell you what yeah, happens. I'll give you, <laughs> I'll give you the heads up when I get that email.
2: <laughs> no, I, mean, well, with comedy film nerds, we're such a very specific show. We're a right. very like film nerdy show. Yep. So we acquired a pretty solid base pretty early on, and now we've just sort of held this little niche fan base, which has been kind of cool. Um, we've sort of leveled up like Chris and I like we hit some like spikes. This is awesome when we have a whole online store and mm-hmm. a business and we help, you know, produce the LA Podcast Festival. And
0: so haven't been asked to do that either. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, uh, getting, oh, it's getting oof. real here. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: Someone needs a hot corner. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been doing this podcast? Uh, Aaron? November? November. Oh, well, get fucking shut up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um,
0: Just give your, give, has it only been November? I think, so. I think it's been November. Yeah. Feels like October. Uh, <laughs> feels like a late September. <laughs> but give it, yeah, but I it, think you're right. November, yeah.
2: Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it's you know... It, we started we've been doing this a long time but we set up a, we had a whole website first where comedians would write funny movie reviews and we set up this whole sort of business, cuz Chris and I are both filmmakers mm-hmm. and and you know we have a book and all this stuff so we've set up this whole big big business and it's 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 a lot of work but that's the thing is is then you get these people who are like you know uh, aside from the war zones, I've never... I mean, honestly, like that, that guy in, in Lake Havasu about, you know, the cancer. You hear that on the road every once in a while. It's, yeah. gr- it's great, and it's nice. And But the war zones is just like... Or Gitmo, you're like, holy shit,
0: man. Oh. It's a different level of, of them being gr- happy that you're there. Yeah. Um, can I tell you, the last time I went to Lake Havasu for a gig, I went with Joey Diaz and Brian Dunkelman. <laughs> okay, that's how old that gig was. Okay, so... I'm dry I drove with Joe and and drove by himself. And I we were driving my Saturn that had no air conditioning. You don't drive to the desert with no oh, air conditioning. Why would you need air conditioning? Right. Now the the thing about my car though, it also I used to drive my St. Bernard around in it. So you had two options. <laughs> you can you This could, gig already sounds horrible. Well, okay, but I didn't bring my St. Bernard, but you know, they shed a little bit. So oh, a couple of hairs? Here's what the options are when you're driving in my Saturn. Ready? The options were you could either Go with the windows down, because there's no air conditioning, so you get some breeze. But if you do that, it was like a hair tornado. So you literally walked out with hair stuck all over your body. Or you could go windows up across a desert. It's fucking hot. Right. So we tried windows up for a little bit, because Joey wanted to smoke weed. And, and we're sm- what? Yeah, we're smoking, right? And um, we do windows down, windows up. We do a little both. We come out looking like Wookies. But uh, I have to go to the front desk... And check us in. He goes, dog, go check us in. I'm fucked up. I go, okay. I go, give me that um, Visine. He goes, okay. So we take the Visine out of my glove compartment, and I open it, and um, I should have known by this sound. Tss. But I put it in my eye, and I hadn't thought about it. has been in a hot glove yeah. compartment driving across a desert for five hours. It's 115 degrees. It burned my eye. The oh. Visine. I put it in my eye. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and Joey's like, "Hey, stop being such a pussy. I gotta take a shit. Go get our room keys." <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, so I end up. I'm, I'm, I'm just. I'm high, and I pour some water on my face and my eye, and get our keys. I get the handicap room. Now, have you ever gotten a handicap? Yeah, room? yeah. Okay. Well, the the tub in the handicap room is different. There's no like tub. Mm-hmm. There's it's flat, so yeah. people can get right in, and the spigot. Is built so it shoots straight out at you for somebody sitting down on the tub. Right. So I my first time I was in there. So you sit in that little tub and the water shoots straight at your chest. <laughs> and I'm like, this is crazy, right? So I'm telling off. I walk out and I start to walk to the fucking bed and I step on what I think is, I don't know, a cord. It's a snake. What? Do you know like in the cartoons where you jump in the air and your feet run a little bit? That's what it did. And it was one of those things where next thing I knew I was on the bed. I was like, how would I get up here? Fucking snake in my room, in my handicap room. Lucky I wasn't handicapped. That's terrifying. It was terrible. So I'm high, burnt left eye. I basically, the only thing clean on me is my sternum because of fucking, I I had like a fire hose shooting out at me. And I stepped on a fucking snake. So I call the front desk, and I say, "Hey, there's a snake in my room." And they said, "Is it poisonous?" And I go, "I don't I know." F- I, didn't I didn't ask Fucking no. If it's poisonous, and they said, "Well, look at it and describe it to us." And I described it to them. They go, "It's not poisonous." And I go, "Wait, does that mean you're not coming?" <laughs> yes yeah, yeah, you're not- coming to get the <laughs> snake. I don't care what it looks she, like. <laughs> she goes, "Can't you get it out of yourself?" I'm like, "No, no, no. no, no, fuck. That's not my job to yes. get your fucking snake." And she was like, most of the people just shoo them out. I'm like, yeah, well- I'm not most people, Most friend. people aren't high on a bed naked. Yeah, and it's not Come- my job to shoo out <laughs> a snake. <laughs> right? Fucking insane. Oh. Um, all right, listen, buddy. Oh, You know, we've all, you've almost been here for two hours. I love it. Okay. Is this show live streaming, by the way? Yes, but most of the people think it was- Daily motion because we just switched to YouTube and uh, I forgot to tell people. And right. Justin's the only one smart enough to figure it out. Had a boy, Justin. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. He knows the number. He knows the number. Yeah. Um, buddy, I, I've really had a good time reconnecting. Thanks, with
2: you. man. Thank you for. I just I, why I love, like I said I love podcasting because I get to reconnect with people. It's it's the greatest thing.
0: Yeah. So, and we'll
2: have you on Comedy Film Nerds. We should we do on Tuesdays in the Valley. Oh, I live in the Valley. Boom. Uh, and and then do you pick a movie? We usually do so. We do Tuesdays for two reasons. One, it's easy for a road schedule. Yep. And two, we talk about the movies that just
0: were released the weekend prior. And have you already seen them?
2: Yeah, like we talk about. Oh, I saw this, and this is why I okay. liked it, and this, that, and the other thing. So, so I'll have to see a movie. You got to see one movie.
0: Okay. You know,
2: and and if you can get to the theaters, great. We we appreciate that. But even if it's like ah, I watch this on VOD or Netflix or whatever,
0: I, I'll uh, I'll watch whatever you want me to watch. You got it, man.
2: I uh. Why? Yeah, I'll make you watch some insane fucking black and white
0: samurai movie. That's will five... just get super high. Atta boy. <laughs> I'm no quitter, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what else you want to plug? You want to plug
2: anything? Yeah, like I said, uh, May 12th in Portland at Helium. I'm also headlining the Irvine Improv May 22nd. Um, I'm in Vegas this week. Of, so this is April 19th through the 24th at the Improv at Harrah's. Uh, the LA Podfest, September 23rd through the 24th. Go to lapodfest.com. Uh, yeah, and Comedy Film Records Podcast, man. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Graham Elwood. Can't wait for LA Podfest this year. Oh, you're going to love
0: it. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, guys, uh, so the end of this month, which is April, the last weekend in April, I'll be in Sacramento at the Punchline. Oh, love that club. Great club. Great going club. Going up there with my buddy Joshua Adam Myers. Who runs the goddamn comedy jam? We're doing that last weekend, and then I'm taking most of May off. May 21st, I'll be in Nashville for the live podcast, and then the last weekend of May, I'll do a death march at Memorial Day weekend at Parlor Live <laughs> for the four people who aren't out of town. Um, and then comedianjoshwolf.com, guys. Also, Josh Wolf comedy on Snapchat. Let's let's get some motherfuckers yeah. over there. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I love the all the social. GrahamElwood.com at
2: GrahamElwood on Instagram. Follow him, buddy. Come on now. Graham snack, Elwood snack. Hour? The, 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 I actually started to do a monthly variety show at the Improv Lab, and I'm, I'll am i get a May date pretty soon.
0: It's a fun I love that little room. Let me know if you want me to come play some guitar. First, oh, yes. I just started playing guitar and singing stupid songs. In. Really?
2: Yes. I, that's what I need, Variety Acts. I need, Every month, I need Variety Acts.
0: Well, this is variety. <laughs> 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 All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Later.
2: Thanks.